just excellent. I just I I couldn't believe how much I enjoyed it. Yeah, I can't. I I don't remember the last movie uh, the last movie where I saw it one time and didn't want it at, le- at least want to see it again. Mm-hmm. But I think Christopher Nolan movies and I mean we've talked about to, to, to death here. He makes movies that you need to watch a few times. Yeah, and then you get little bits and you see the whole thing. Yeah, I was. I know a- why I'm like you know cupping the nuts here. But I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, you're cradling his balls. <laughs> I don't know. I'm yeah. doing that, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I was in a Christopher Nolan mood, uh, mood last night. I watched. Huh. Uh, you know, right when I got home, I was like, I had nothing to do. I was, uh, late night, I was. I didn't want to watch anything. I threw. I watched Interstellar. God, I, I gotta watch it. Yeah, the, I know it's on Netflix. I just, I just haven't watched it yet. Yeah, it's, it's. Uh, man, that's a good movie. That's <sighs> a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. I I got into um, Haunting on Bly Manor last night. Which one? Haunting of Bly Manor. Oh, how the sequel that? to the Haunting Hill House. Yep. Same cast, essentially. Really good, though, uh, so far. I, I'm in like three episodes now, three or four episodes. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Or mm. I'm enjoying it. Mm-hmm. It's the same gimmick, though, where, you know, it's like, uh, it's very American horror story where mm-hmm. they use the same cast, they put them in different roles. Yeah. But they, they also have this deal where all the ghosts or the, the, the spirits and shit are all there. Mm-hmm. So as you're watching it, if you pay attention, it'll be like a pair of hands under a piano bench or, mm-hmm. you know, there'll be a guy in a hallway. The camera pans up and there's something behind the stairs and you're like, did I see something? You rewind mm-hmm. back and yeah, for sure you did. Mm-hmm. I would prefer that didn't happen. Yeah. I like it when they, uh, when there's not a known Easter egg. Like the first time I saw Haunting of Hill House, every now and then you think you see something, but you didn't know that they were, they were there deliberately. Mm-hmm. You thought maybe it was just for what you saw. Yeah. And then when you kind of read a few more articles, you realize that they're doing it on purpose and every scene's got, you know, a ghost hidden somewhere. So it becomes like a little bit gimmicky where you're looking for that more than you're enjoying the show. Mm-hmm. So that kind of bothers me a bit, but overall it's a good presentation. Oh, okay. It's really well done. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, I was gonna, I was thinking about watching, uh, actually depending on how late, how, how late we go, I was going to watch, uh, I was going to, I was going to watch the original trilogy again, Star Wars. <sighs> but I said, uh, uh, I was like, um, I mean, like New Hope, Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. I know. I was going to watch it again, but I'll probably save that for, the week next weekend, even this week with the George Lucas talking about the, I never thought that Han Solo should be a bad guy. I'm like, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, yeah, Is that, um, has that story been told to death? Yeah, I know he did it again this week. We talked about the, he was talking. I think a book came out about like 1999, yeah, right. yeah. 2005, mm-hmm. and all the stuff that happened during the prequel trilogy. Yeah. You now the studio told him if you make a movie about a kid, like like Baby Darth, that nobody's gonna really want to see that. So you kind of have to stick to like tell him as a teenager, tell the story as a teenager. Yeah. When you hear about like Machete Order, you're like, yeah, it kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Where you skip number one, you go right to like New Hope, Empire, two, three, Return of the Jedi. Yeah. So I that makes more sense. That's, yeah. It's really we put uh, the word machete. Yeah. Um, like the, machete. Yeah. Machete. Yeah. Yeah. Way way better than any Star Wars movie. Not any Star Wars movie. <laughs> Most Star Wars it's movies. It's better than it's, the it's, entire sequel trilogy. It's, be, it's better than the sequel trilogy, and I think it's better. I think it's, that it's better than any of the original movies. The, you mean the original? Oh, like the the, first, the 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 prequel trilogy. The prequel trilogy. Yeah. The the, the first I'd rather sit through Machete. I'd rather sit through Machete than uh, any of those three movies. My problem with uh, with that comment is that even even though I shit talk a lot about number one, two, and three, mm-hmm. and more number three or uh, seven, eight, and and nine, which I haven't even seen yet. Mm-hmm. There's always something to go back to and see and be like, um, did he? Was that a conscious choice? Did he do Actually, that you know purpose? what? That's, There's always something there. Yeah, you know what? I'll I'll, I'll say this about the the prequel, the, the prequel trilogy is that mm-hmm. it got it got successfully better. Yeah, as as time went on, yeah, they aged remarkably. Yeah, because well. yeah, because like the first one, the, the first one, what's the first one called? The Phantom Menace. The Phantom Menace. Okay, that great title. Great title. Okay, uh, terrible movie. 
Um, and then uh, Clone Wars mm-hmm. uh, was so much better than that movie. Oh, you mean in their time they they were better? In their time, be- yeah. Okay, in their yeah, time, yeah. yeah. And then uh, and then uh, Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that because they took a they. They killed children. Children in it, like they was. They took. They did, <laughs> pretty they, dark. Yeah, it's pretty dark. And Anakin, so, the younglings. Yeah, <laughs> he's like doesn't matter. Yeah, and so, uh, so yeah, so they got better. Yeah. Um, I haven't watched them since. Uh, really? So I haven't watched them since. Oh wow. Yeah. I have probably watched all of them to death. Yeah, I. Yeah, I, yeah. a lot of times. Yeah, I, d- I didn't, and then I was close to watching. Uh, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because oh. I, I was using my friends. I, I was using uh no. I got. I, I was using my. Uh, well, you had Disney the Disney Plus. Plus for a little bit. A little, yeah. And then I was like, ah, I can't watch it. I can't do it. Can't do it. I can't. Uh, like, I, don't, I don't care. I don't care how good it looks or how good it sounds. I'm like, I can't. I can't watch. It'll this. cheapen me. Yeah. It really. It's true. Though. It's gonna like, make me hate Star Wars again. Like, I think so. Even more. So. I uh, the only reason that I would watch any of those, and the only reason I do go back to them at all. Is because I I appreciate this the same reason I don't entirely hate or I don't hate at all Jason Momoa's Conan, because I mean he was doing the best he could with the shit they yeah, gave. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And who wouldn't want to play Conan? He's built to play Conan. Yeah, exactly. And I thought his Conan was actually really good. Mm-hmm. The movie sucked. So when I watch the sequel trilogy and I see like Boyega and uh, Daisy Ridley and Oscar Isaac doing the best they can mm-hmm. with what they have, even uh, the the solo there, Ben Ben Solo, mm-hmm. even those guys, they're they're having a good time doing what they're doing. Yeah, it's I like, can't hate them. No, there's that's the job of a lifetime. Yeah, right. But like you know, you're sitting on set and you're just, uh, yeah, you're on you're on the most expensive sets in the world and yeah. you're just. Uh, Pretending to be someone you're not. Pretending to be somebody you're not <laughs> in a you know a universe that can't possibly exist. Yeah, um, it make believe. Yeah, you're getting paid big money to do it. Yeah, that's what kind of makes me sad about. It. I was thinking about it. Um, I was watching the trailer for Dune in theaters yesterday. Oh god, and it looks awesome. I'm super jacked. Yeah, I can't for this wait. Movie. Yeah, so that it looks it looks great. Like, but um, it's a two parter. Is it a two-parter? Yeah. No way. I didn't know that. Yeah, so it's a two-parter. So first part is this movie that's coming out. Yeah. The story of Paul. Yeah. And uh, But the thing <laughs> is, is that we have, this, we have this pandemic out right now, right? Yeah. So if this movie, mm-hmm. when it's released, doesn't make as much money as they need it to be, yeah. are, they gonna, are they not going to make the sequel? I think they will. I, th- I would imagine they've already kind of, they're probably already making the sequel. I don't know if they are. That's the yeah. thing I don't know. I would imagine it's all it's all one and done. Yeah. Because now, I kind of feel like, weirdly, the pandemic, if the, if the movie doesn't do well, they'll probably just go ahead and be like, well, I mean, pandemic. Mm-hmm. Pandemic movie. I mean, we made, we made what we made. People who, wouldn't, who would rather just sit at home without that audience and watch it, they're watching it. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see. Yeah, um, I think there's an excuse. There's like a built-in excuse for if it doesn't do well. Just go ahead and do it. Yeah, the uh, yeah, we'll have to see how like like when um, how, how many movie theaters uh, open up in uh, summer twenty twenty one twenty twenty one. Well, when is it coming out? In the uh, next year. But is it summer of next year or fall of next year? That's I, a good I question. don't know. Yeah, yeah, I'm not too sure. Yeah, the um, we'll see how this yeah. uh, Moderna because I'm not sure how my how, how that movie's gonna play in China. Um, Dune. Yeah. I mean, it's a movie about spices. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, um, <laughs> spice. Yeah. So yeah, but in the U.S., like, I'm, and the thing is, like, I'm not tr- like it, people will watch it. A lot of people don't know don't know what Dune is. Well, I mean, they they kind of remember it as as a wilder, like wacky concept movie mm-hmm. that came out after Star Wars. Yeah. You know, and then if they watch The Fifth Element in their head, they're like, yeah, it's kind of like that. 
giant fish head in a tank, and he's like some sort of a governor or a yeah, senator or something. Exactly. Like they they like a lot of sand. Yeah, exactly. They ride sandworms. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember Picard's in it. Again, like, <laughs> that's all they know, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Whereas this one is like, I oh, know, I mean, dude's name is Paul, and Batista teaches him how to fight or something. Yeah. Okay. It look it, like it looks incredible. Like, <laughs> it looks really cool. Yeah. Like, I and was... du- the original Dune looked really good. Yeah, because and that was a. Uh, that was a, they crammed out all the that all that that history and that lore from yep. those books are like into one movie into one movie, which is hard to do. Te- well, I mean, who like I was never one of the book guys. I never got into the books at all. Mm-hmm. But I mean, as a kid and even now, I have very fond memories of Dune. Yeah, to me, it sits right alongside like Blade Runner, yeah. and Alien. Like mm-hmm. it's in that world of movies. Oh really? Eyes. Oh, I put it in that because mm-hmm. I mean, I have fond memories of the weirdness of it. Yeah, I I, I did I I love the movie. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, but and then I found out like how many more how many books there were to the story, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, "It's a complete." I know, universe. I know, I'm missing out on a lot on a lot of garbage for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's so much out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I think I think the reason I like Masters of the Universe so much is probably got a lot to do with Dune because mm-hmm. like it looked so similar. Like, yeah, it that's was, true. Yeah. The world was like it could have been Dune. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah really I think the yeah the reason why I loved Master of the Universe so much is that it fleshed out the He Man story like the entire like the, the, the <laughs> didn't entire universe. Flesh out anything. No, it rewrote a whole new chapter. Yeah, so it was yeah, so it, totally it, different because it was it was it was so out there. I yeah. was like, yeah, so I I loved it. I it was like, fleshed out the Dark Side versus Orion story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you heard about yep. all that? Mm-hmm. Now, literally, they they it was essentially written when when he couldn't get to do what he wanted to do. He basically wrote New Gods, mm-hmm. and it worked out. Yeah, like everybody kind of fits in place. Cause, yeah, because because it, it kind of is New Gods. Oh, it it one hundred percent is like yeah. you should Wikipedia that. Yeah, like there's um there are direct parallels to everybody, like mm-hmm. Big Barda, yeah. um Mother, uh, what was her name? The 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 big lady who takes care of the mother boxes. Oh, um, she's like the main like Dark Side's lady assassin buddy. Um, or her that's Evil Lynn. Dark Side is essentially Skeletor. Skeletor he is yeah. Orion. Like it it goes hand in hand with uh DC's with new gods, DC's yeah. new gods. Yeah. So yeah, I think the what's his name, the guy who directed it. Off the top of my head, I can't remember, but he talked to Jack Kirby or somebody about it, mm-hmm. like a long time ago. Like yeah. After after they made it, mm-hmm. they're like, I, "I do like was it was it deliberate to parallel all that?" And he's like, mm-hmm. "Dark Side." I think that the common he made is like um, Skeletor makes a dandy Dark Side. Yeah, he's like that's that's pretty accurate. Well, okay, uh, um, quick question: mm-hmm. Who would win in a fight, uh, Dark Side or Thanos with with the Infinity Gauntlet? Well, they're kind of the same person. I think I think that Infinity Gauntlet is a, it's a Thanos. Thanos win. I mean, he's gonna rewrite reality. I uh, I actually did. Uh, there's a, they actually did a, an epic battle between the two. I'm sure they two, did. two nerds did. Yeah, we're two nerds doing it now. Yeah, exactly. You know what? Who came out on top? Probably Dark Side. Dark Side, with, and it was like not even close. Really? That, yeah. That was was like, it the Omega? The Omega. I think, I think it was a bunch of things. Yeah, because he, he. I think he put him in a reality where he like uh, where he, where Thanos did not even exist. Darkseid put him in a reality. Darkseid put him in a reality. I, I should, we should watch the fight. Yeah, the fight, is, the, the fight is hilarious. Well, we'll give it a looky loo. I yeah. like that stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's that's what you do, right? Remember when Wizard Magazine would do the uh, the verses? The verses, yeah. I mean, I used to love that stuff. Yeah. Because you never agreed with it. I mean, you always disagree with it. Because your guy always loses. Because your guy always loses, yeah. right? But when you're reading it, you're like, oh, this is fun stuff that we do, so why wouldn't like a magazine or, or a higher yeah, nerds? Yeah, cool because like, you know, like, it's cool like, because it's good to see like people who... Nerd out on these things, yeah, man, yeah, like because uh, we used to do that when we were kids, like uh, in junior high, like like Dennis would always have these uh, uh, these cards of all mm-hmm. the Marvel heroes and and the, the villains, all of them, right? The power rankings, power in the rankings, back. all that stuff. So we'd be like, we just take out the random ones and be like, hey, like who could t- who could beat this? Like who could take out um, Hyperion? And, like, yeah, yeah. and then we'd be like, okay, maybe it's the Hulk. 
and then uh they're like no no then you can be like no no, no that matter he gets the stronger he gets and blah, yeah. blah and then you just mismatch them and then wolverine versus sabertooth uh, 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 uh no sabertooth versus uh venom who would win and all that stuff we'd be like yeah we went crazy it's fun man yeah. i mean that's the stuff that our generation did as kids yeah we we had cards of everything hockey cards baseball cards yep. marvel cards looney tunes cards mm-hmm. and then you just said like who would do this in a fight and who do whatever like didn't you guys have one we talked about a, a, a few times leonardo who would beat leonardo in a fight yeah Ninja Turtles? Yeah. That's the on dumb the ro- shit we do as kids. I know. On the road trips to Vancouver. Yeah, the road trips to Vancouver. Yeah. Uh, that's just the crappy shit you do. Um, <laughs> the crappy shit you do. Talk, speaking about the crappy shit that you do, uh, we talked about last time things that you've kind of recognized like in yourself. Mm-hmm. Not you in general, but anybody. Like, What do you recognize in yourself that's... Uh, it's like this or that or the vanity. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Levels of vanity. Why didn't we talk about this just before I left? Yeah. I think like just yeah. before you left, talk about like like the levels of vanity. Like mm-hmm. what do you what are things that you recognize in yourself that uh, that are that you would get rid of if you if you could or or times when you called yourself out for being something that you didn't want to be. Yeah. That was that was like a little a little tail end mm-hmm. about about that kind of stuff that yeah. was swirling around in my head. Mm-hmm. We were talking about a few things yesterday. I was talking to Strangler. And so there are people out there who are just aren't aware, who can't do that. Mm-hmm. Now, he's still working the bar. Yeah. So he was saying, and this was like one of those, uh, this is in line, and my head was in that space, so I think that's why these, like I'm mishmashing a few different stories here. Yeah. But he was talking about how they're doing early shutdowns now, because the bar can't be opened after 11 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So, which is good for him, because he gets to be home by midnight, mm-hmm. which is not too bad. He's got a wife and kid at home. Yep. But where I was like, so what's the what's it been like, like since the pandemic, mm-hmm. going to work? He's like, number one, first thing. They walk up to the front door not wearing a mask. I'm probably going to have a problem with this guy. Like, right away. Yeah. So it reminded me of the, the Ed Hardy shirts. And it's the same thing. Like, when we would work the front door, or even inside, if a bunch of guys showed up wearing Ed Hardy shirts, those bedazzled, stupid, like, you know, and greasy hair. Sailor Jerry bullshit. Yeah, and greasy hair and all that. Mm-hmm. If they came in looking like that, gold you watches. knew... Yeah, gold watch, gold chains. <laughs> yeah. Pencil thin mustaches. If they look mm-hmm. like Bobby Bottle Service. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. 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 If, if you don't know what I'm talking about, Nick Kroll's got a character on the Kroll show called Bobby Bottle Service. Mm-hmm. If they look like Bobby Bottle Service, you will have a problem with them. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. I don't know and, what it is. It, it, uh, just a side note. It's like, I don't know what it is. I think gold looks... Gaudy? Cheesy? cheesy. Stupid? Yeah. Greasy? Cheesy. Like, even cheesy? If, even if I had like like the... Let's say if I, if, if I had to spend like... I don't know, like... I don't know, like two thousand dollars on a watch, and, they, mm-hmm. and I had a, if I had a gold, if I had a chance to get a gold one, like I don't know, like a, I don't know, like a gold, like a gold watch that was really nice, like a Rolex or whatever it is, yep, I, whatever, or a Tassad or whatever it is, or I get like a, just a regular black one with the, with the, with just a silver understated, face. understated, but yeah. like yeah, because like I I would never ever wear a gold watch. I don't care how nice it is or how much money I have or like like whatever. I would never in my life buy anything. I would never wear gold. Ever. I think you're right. It's it's a cheesy look. For me, it is anyway. I yeah. think it's. I think you're right. Yeah. I <laughs> I think you're right. It's a cheesy look. No, you're absolutely right. I I agree with you 100. percent that, That's just me though. It, it is yeah, just. I, you. I, I, I don't know. want to insult anybody who who wears it. Oh well, because... I think you people look stupid. <laughs> <laughs> think you people walking around with your gold chains. Yeah. Like, like what does it? What does it do? What does it do to wear a gold chain? Honest to God. Well, I can see the value of owning gold. Yeah, that's one quote. That's one thing, right? But like, if you're, um, yeah, okay, it, it, like a brick. Yeah, like a large amount so, of gold. Then you, you could exchange it for money, obviously. Yeah, right? because it retains its value. Exactly. But if you, but if you are wearing gold, yeah, a gold chain, a gold chain or something like that. Yeah, I don't care if your grandmother gave it to you. That's fine. I have the I have tons of gold chains that my grandmother gave. Yeah, yeah. I just they're in the bank. But like, uh, but if you're 
wearing like I don't know what this is, but if you're wearing gold, wearing gold, I don't know, man. It's just like there's I've just seen too many people who I think are totally cheesy wear yeah. them as it's a status thing. I don't know what it is. Sure, I, I'm yeah. in line with it. I I just I honestly got I see people wearing uh, adult males mm-hmm. wearing a gold chain. Yeah. That doesn't have like a sentimental value. Yeah. Or because like there's there's some sort of like, you know, expense to it. Like yeah. multiple gold chains or gold wristbands, gold watches as like a status thing. Like if uh, immediate first thing I judge you right away. I'm like, yeah, look at this douchebag. Number two, you can tell me that you know, my grandmother gave it to me. I'm like, well, do you have a, a safety deposit box? Because you look like a douchebag. I don't know. I don't like it. I think it looks cheesy. I think yeah. you're right. I think it looks cheesy. I think it looks silly. Mm-hmm. I think it looks like uh, it's vain. But again, it's the vanity thing. Yeah, it comes like um, the vanity. Yeah, idea. the I don't know. I Ed think... Hardy shirts and gold chains and greasy hair. I feel like I was your inner monologue for the last like forty seconds. <laughs> I, I think I was your inner monologue right I, I, there because yeah. you backed off and you're like, just sing it, sister. <laughs> Yeah, you, yeah, you, you, you took it to. Uh, um, I took it to where you wanted to take it. Yeah. but you're being too polite to take it. Well, no, I just think it's. Uh, I just think it's because uh, I, I can only talk, speak from my own personal opinion. Yeah. And but I just, I just think whenever I see it on someone, mm-hmm. and like, because like when people are wearing it, like, like a lot of people who do wear it, they don't wear it like like how I'm wearing my watch right now. They wear it like this. They wear it out. Yeah, they wear it out, right? Yeah. So then, uh, so, um, it's like you're drawing attention to it. Of course you are, uh, but man. yeah, but yeah. So I, I don't know. It's not just not not for me. Yeah, it's not for me at all. Yeah, if someone got it for me, I'd be like, uh, thank you, thank but... you, and it's going. I'm probably gonna get rid of it. I got one as a gift once mm-hmm. for a birthday, and it was. It's really. It's heavy. Mm-hmm. It's it's like the kind of thing you wrap around your knuckles and just oh, like start a lawnmower on somebody with. Yeah, I can't wear it. Like it's thank you, but like what in what did you think? That that you giving me this item, knowing who I am, t-shirts yeah. and jeans guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, no designer clothing whatsoever. I, I my shoes are I got ten year old Adidas I still wear. Mm-hmm. At my daily drivers. Yeah, come on, man. I'm not gonna wear that. Oh, well, but but plowing ahead. Like you were yeah, just that, but that was all in line with that. I mean, that's, I think it kind of went to where I was gonna go in a polite way and let me kind of rant off on in a yeah. rant about vanity. I don't understand vanity. Like I have a hard time getting it. I don't. I don't get. I don't get it. I don't understand why people have to have this like idea of themselves that they they build up like this facade, like this wall, and it's not a strong wall. I, th- I think yeah, because I think when it, I think vanity is the, is a point where like you get where you go past uh, um, like healthy ego. Yes, or like like or, or <laughs> I think that might be textbook definition, pal. Uh, yeah, that, that's <laughs> that's what it is. Like it's like yeah, you because yeah. uh, like. In, well, I'm I'm saying it like in practice because like you can like it's good that if you have like a healthy ego where like you're not mm-hmm. like. Um, where you're you're confident and you're not like uh, but you don't let let uh, you don't think that you're better than anybody else, right? Yes. But if you're if you're if it, if your vanity is about like uh, I have to like look a certain way all the time and I have to like make sure that I'm this and this and this. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not that's not healthy because it's got it's it's come it's some it it can be unsustainable at, at some point because I have to admit I I was like that uh, like a while ago. Oh, we talked about that. Yeah, but, so I mean, I got out of it. You got out of it, yeah. and this is not to to um, to shit on you or defend you because you're my friend. I don't think I think you you were teetering. Oh, crap away, man. I don't care. Yeah, you <laughs> you were teetering on it being unhealthy for you, but the things that you were vain about weren't they weren't outwardly noticeable. I mean, if you like nice creams and you shave because and you like all your your razor blades and stuff, you have a cabinet at home. I don't know what you're doing that. 
Well, that that's the thing. I wasn't doing it. Like that's the thing. I I, did, I don't. I wasn't. No, that doing was a to, vice of yours. Yeah, I wasn't doing it to impress anybody. Yeah. It was just because uh, I just thought, um, yeah, I just like the way I just like the way it, it made me look. And but I didn't. But I wasn't trying to impress anybody. Yeah, that's the that's the point I'm trying to make. Yeah, I don't yeah. think you were because you were like pretty. Full, for me, from my perspective of it, from what I would do compared to what you would do, like I'm a, like I'm an ivory soap and like Johnson and Johnson's daily and <laughs> daily cream kind of a guy right mm-hmm. like that's my that's my health care mm-hmm. that's my skincare maintenance yeah but then like there are people out there who go deep with like the the oils and the cream and the bombs like they they only use cold water no hot water like, don't dry out don't be ashy like all that kind of stuff right yeah it's a it's a it's a it's it can be taken too far it can be taken too far yeah you were teetering on that edge i was teetering on that edge yeah where i was i'd be like um Oh, this uh, they don't sell this in Canada anymore. Like, what, yeah, yeah. what am I gonna do? <laughs> yeah, well, pomegranate elixirs. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever shall I do? Yeah, H two O plus. You don't sell in Canada anymore. <laughs> you don't sell this cow. What the f? Then I have to call someone in the United States to ship it to me, and I'm like, and right? at that point, I was like, you know what? Just simplify it. Stop it. Simplify. Yeah. But what I'm getting at is like there wasn't. It wasn't like you were doing this thing where you would tell people that what you use and what they use is shit, and you ask them what they use. You know, to me, that's the same as wearing, like, a shirt that says Versace in the gaudiest way possible across the front. Yeah, it's like... It, it would, it would, that's a t-shirt, stupid. Yeah, I, I wouldn't... Like, I, I could... At some point where I would, like, I would go to someone and I could see their skin, and I'd be like, oh, man, I, got, like, I wish I could tell them, like, you just use this scrub, use this scrub and yeah. use this brush or whatever like that, right? But then I, I was like... I'm like, I'm like, then I just like, I catch myself thinking that and I'll be like, whoa, I'm like, that's no, don't be a dick. Don't be that person. And yeah, then, yeah. And then, uh, but then like, but then I was like, you know, if that ever happens, like, like if someone says something about you or whatever, they, mm-hmm. they, they ask you for that kind of advice, that kind of that stupid advice. But like, if they ask you about that anyway, then, then, then talk about it. I'll be like, hey, well, this is what I use. Yeah. Or yeah, this yeah. is how I do it or whatever. Right. So yeah, that, but yeah, I caught myself like just being. Just bombarding myself with just too many products and too many uh, and the, the the practice of like, um, uh, okay at this at this I have to make sure my skin's clean at this at this point in time of day and uh, get wipes during the day so like you know if my skin gets wet I can just like I was like I'm like I stopped I was like ah just it's too much it's too much like it's, it's uh, too much it's like, it can consume you it can, yeah and then like because yeah. then I caught myself like when is enough enough mm. exactly yeah you can only use so many things and like when it then like if they're like okay i have to get this thing now but if i get this that means i have to use it all the time and that means i have to buy it all the time and that's just like it just creates more mess and all this i was like nah just keep it simple yeah because it's so simple you'll get the you'll get the same you'll get the same effect that you're looking for for sure there's there's a lot of that kind of stuff i was like that i'll tell you where i was like that and it wasn't the kind of thing where i judge people on it but when i was really illustrating a lot i saw you put that down which reminded me of of what i was like that with peas these things pens pens oh my god i would buy so many that did the exact same thing Mm -hmm. but in my head they all did something different yeah (laughs) but they don't i mean they they don't I would see somebody use a pen on Instagram or online or doing a tutorial or whatever it was. Yeah. And I'd just go nuts and be like, I got to get that. I got to get that one. Where am I going to get it from? It's got the right tip. It's got the right like like width, like width line width to it. It's got the right amount of give on the brush. I'm like, holy shit, this is the best pen ever. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would use it a little bit and then forget about it because another pen would show up. Yeah. I was really bad at pens. Yeah. No, but I... But, no, it sounds silly, but like no, but, anybody who draws or, or is an illustrator or an artist mm-hmm. will will get my pain. But you also like when you see, but when you see a really nice pen, like a 0.5 millimeter from Japan or something like that, mm-hmm. you'll be like, "That's I gotta have one of those again." Like oh I, have, my I, God. I have to have extra ones because they're just beautifully made pens. They're really nicely made. Yeah, I used to like drive across town back in the day to get the old uh, Koinors, mm-hmm. the Koinor like fine tip, yep. the 0.5, and I would get like the the 2H lead. 
I have it all. I have to have it look look a certain way, and I like tape the edge just the right. Like it was getting it was getting obsessively weird. There's that store on 106th Street and 105th Avenue on the corner. Yeah, <laughs> I remember. I, was, I remember I was parking by there once, and uh, yeah. I was parking by there once, and then uh, uh, I was walking out. Then uh, Walid kid walked out of it. <laughs> oh, of course he did. Yeah, I bet you he's listening to what I'm talking about, and he's mm-hmm. thinking the same thing. Oh yeah, I like pens. Like pens. Like Actually, pens. there's a video I have, to, I have to show you. I want to see if you can draw draw it for me. Ah, sure. It's uh how to make a three D a three D image come come alive in a on a piece of paper. Oh yeah. Like how to make it like looks like it's rising out of the, out of the paper. Yeah, using the shadow on the one side and drawing it an angle. Next you look next next angle. podcast. Uh, uh, can you? Uh, I want to see if you can if you can render that for me. I yeah, I'm sure I'll, I'll do it. Yeah. I probably won't. But yeah, I can, I can, I can probably. Do. I mean, it's not. It's not difficult to do. I would just like to have it because I want to. I'd like to see it live. Yeah, they're not. They're not incredibly hard to do. I used to do that kind of stuff a lot. I'll see the. I'll see the link. Yeah, no, shoot it over. Mm-hmm. I'll probably have it saying like bookmark somewhere. <laughs> not even gonna do it. <laughs> I'll, I'll probably just like no. I probably have that link that you're gonna send me bookmark somewhere mm-hmm. with the intent to have done it. I ended up doing something else for somebody else, and I just like well, just didn't. Yeah, somebody so you don't even care about. Somebody don't even care about. <laughs> don't you have a Silver Surfer somewhere? Yeah. Yeah. Who drew that? Good. I framed it. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. See, I care. It's on my desk. I have. I have emotions. My emotions. Yeah. It? Yeah. Tom <laughs> Glover. Yeah. My emotions. It's in a black frame on my, on my <laughs> it's desk. It's in a black frame frame on your on yeah. your on your desky desk there. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey. So I wanted to. I don't know if you did, but we talked about last episode how this episode we're gonna talk about urban legends and shit. Okay. Did you Did you get any? Did you You said you're gonna do some research. I said you're gonna like to look some things up and talk about it. Because um, I completely forgot myself. No, I wrote one thing down because I totally forgot. Well, actually, no, I didn't. Uh, um, what I wanted to look look at was um, uh, there was actually like an article on uh, that. Uh, it was it talks about how Albert Einstein actually talked about the simulation theory mm-hmm. back way back in the day. Well, that's an urban legend type of type yeah. Of thing. So like I I didn't get a chance Weird to read shit. it. Um, but uh, um, but this is something you've been interested in. For the last couple of years now, yeah, it's just it's something that uh, I don't know. It's a very uh, it's a very out there kind of a um, theory, but mm-hmm. it's all, an, an idea that um, doesn't have to be widely um, uh, recognized or like uh, accepted. But like mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, um, it's like it's, it is kind of a far fetched idea, but like uh, but the idea behind it is 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 kind of cool. Yeah, it's that like, we're living within a simulation. Yeah, so like if you take like uh, if you extrapolate time, no matter how how like, how small of a percentage it is, but like the the idea of it, like that that it could it, this could be happening, mm-hmm. even if we're self aware of it, yeah, yeah, and not being able to do anything about it is kind of, uh, um, yeah, it's it, I find that very interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm always like the one thing that kind of gets to me when it comes to simulation theory is I think some people, like in when you talk about it in layman's terms, people who are moderately to not or not to moderately interested. Mm-hmm. They always seem to think, well, like, this is what they're making us do. Like, I'm a simulation. Somebody's doing this as a simulation. My life is boring. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, I don't think that's the point of it. I don't think that I am a sim for somebody else playing a video game. Yeah. I think we're living within a simulation of a reality. Mm-hmm. But within that, we have been granted free will yes. to an extent mm-hmm. and automation to an extent. Mm-hmm. And we can we can navigate through the world. That's what I was thinking yesterday. Like, you know, the yeah. uh, the uh the It's allo- not that you're allo- being controlled. Yeah, the allocation of free will. Yes. And the and the and the way and the way to think that you want to think. Yeah. So like how that and then the, so given that ability, whether you're whether that you're being run on the simulation or not, mm-hmm. uh 
giving your uh your your sims to allow them to uh you know give them free will to do whatever they want Mm -hmm. Uh, so whoever is running the simulation to allow that yeah yeah i think it makes for like i think it makes for interesting conversation rather rather than just like saying like i don't believe in that yeah i uh, that i don't like yeah i don't like when somebody right away is like no it's bs yeah. Like, well, God's BS. No. Yeah. God is real. God is good. God is great. I'm like, or, yeah. or, or not believing in anything. Or anything, right? Yes, but but it, it, it's a cool, it's, I think it's a cool concept to like discuss and be like, even if you don't believe in it. Yeah. Like, like let's say, if, the, you can say to someone like, okay, well, let's see if it was true. Like, what, what would be, what would your interpretation of it be? Of why or? Or if, if, let's say, if, let's say uh, if I said, um, like, okay, take a, take your, take your beliefs, like whatever you believe of it. Like, let's say you don't, let's say you don't believe in it. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Right. But let's say um, you were a believer, okay? Okay. What like, what would your idea of it be? Like, you know, if this was a simulation, like, uh, you know, put yourself in the in the head of like the Matrix, for example, or whatever mm-hmm. it is, right? Like, um, what would you what would you uh, if you had to formulate a simulation? Like, how would you what would uh, what would you think of it? It would be. Oh, and I, and, like not not you personally. Uh, I know, yeah, I know, but yeah. I, even that question being posed to a non-believer, who um who is le- like an adamant non-believer. Yeah. You're always gonna get such a bad response. Like, come to back. the desk and, and let's talk about it. Yeah, let's talk about it. Yeah, I think I think the problem with with that is that you can only talk about that with people who think about it the way you do. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can talk about it. Yeah, it'd be very hard. It's very hard because there's because you have to coax them and be like, come on, yeah. like just okay, well, well, think about this, think about this, think about this. And I'll I'll say in the most brutal way too. I think they have a severe severe lack of imagination. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah, they have like a a grotesque lack of imagination mm-hmm. like that they are they're drones yeah that, that and that's the thing like i would say like so if you have that moment where you talk to them about it and mm-hmm. say just give give, give me five minutes yeah. and you talk to them about it and then they have that epiphany they're like oh, okay i see what you're saying yeah then you're dealing with somebody who can be spoken to rationally rationally you might not change your mind yeah oh no yeah and you not to like t- tell them like you know but i like i don't you know well you're not trying I, to i'm not trying to i'm yeah. just like you know what let's like I, it'd be cool to get like what's your what would be your idea of it be? Mm-hmm. did you um same topic about this this part of the conversation. Did you read that Inc. article about uh, Elon Musk when he got all the COVID on the Twitter? Yeah. And then he, he talked to Michael Mina, mm-hmm. I think, the, the doctor there who was like an immunologist. Inc. was like, here's a master class in, uh, in emotional that intelligence. Was a, that was such a good way to, to, to discuss it. Yeah. Now, I, I disagree with that master class in emotional intelligence. I think it's a master class in, in speaking it's to speaking people. Speaking to people, yeah. Where he wasn't, he didn't downplay or demean Elon Musk. Elon Musk basically said, I had the, tw- I had the COVID and I don't have the COVID. Mm-hmm. So, what's up, people? Yeah. And then, I guess, a couple other doctors are like, you're a moron. And he was like, well, you're a moron. Get off my Twitter. Yeah, which solves nothing. Which solves nothing. Yeah. And then he himself, which I think shows a lot of emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. went to an actual immunologist mm-hmm. and said, okay, here's what I think is going on. Why don't you educate me into why I'm right or wrong? Mm-hmm. And then that it turned out to be, I think it's Michael Mina, right? Am I getting it right? I think so, yeah. And then- um, Dark-haired guy, right? Yeah, yeah. like younger, younger fellow. Mm-hmm. And then he like just calmly, very like uh, effectively and intelligently broke down what was going on and mm-hmm. why his tests were coming back positive and negative, negative and why yeah. he would still be positive. Mm-hmm. And then the way he kind of like, um, kind of like you say, he coaxed him into being like, hey, so, you know, you've got a huge platform and you're a super smart guy and now that you've educated yourself, how about you help us in educating people further when they come up with questions that don't make any sense? Yeah. Like, essentially, in layman's terms, yeah. what he said, mm-hmm. right? And the response back from Musk was like, cool, man, we should talk more because, you know, I'm learning a lot here. Yeah. And it was two people having a very normal conversation mm-hmm. about what don't I know and why don't you tell me? And then even within that, Musk was asking him questions that he obviously was being told the wrong answers to. Yep. 
So then he asked him to clarify like why those questions were getting the wrong answers out of mm-hmm. people. And it was just it was a like a really nice conversation. Yeah. And it was a conversation on a, in a public forum, which in a public ev- forum, which everyone could see. Yeah. Everybody can see and everybody can comment. And if you look at the thread, just the two of them talking, mm-hmm. it's it's an intelligent conversation between two people who are able to formulate ideas in their head without having somebody like write it down or draw them a picture on paper, right? Yeah. These are people who can do that. And I think most people like that you're looking for in the question for the simulation theory question mm-hmm. can they would have to be people who can do that. Who can do that? Yeah, I, it was weird because like when I was when I was reading that thread, is that um, uh, it just reminded me back because it, after I read it, it it just it was it just kind of put a smile on my face and I was like because it always reminded me of how we talk about all we have is civil conversation, all we have is like it's just civil discourse is just that's, uh, that's all you got, man. And that was that was a brilliant example of it. Yeah, yeah. I I think uh, a lot of it too within the article, I I do believe the article was a little bit skewed against Elon Musk towards the doctor because mm-hmm. they tried to kind of make it look like here's this idiot getting like uh, fooled by a smart guy. I don't think that's it at no. all. I think I think the writer of the article kind of missed the point but if you just read the thread then you can see two intelligent people speaking to each other Yeah, but an outside observer trying to skew people's perspective, right? Well, yeah, that's the thing too because like, like, I think the idea of like uh, sensationalizing something and looking mm-hmm. for something that's not there yeah. just to get your name out there make sure the, and make the article more uh, like dramatize it for no reason. Yeah. Clicks, man. They all need the clicks. Maybe uh, um, maybe the opposite of that hopefully gets more true where like people are like uh, um, they're driven towards it because uh there was a good message there, and mm-hmm. whoever wrote the article is like, "This is how um, this was. This was uh, it was an amazing article by conversation by two people who in their who are great in their field. Yeah, it was a, it was the melding of the minds and yeah, uh, and uh, two thinkers two, two got thinkers, together. Yeah, and it was a it, it was a great like and it was a great conversation that ended with like something great and hopefully yeah. and and will lead to more so more great conversations between the two later. Exactly. Yeah. So that's I think that would have been. He would have served himself better, and he would have come, came off better if he had done that. The author yeah. of the of the article, of the article yeah, yeah. I th- I think that's the biggest part because, like, you're absolutely right. the The problem right now with a lot of uh, articles being written are they're skewed to give you like a clickbait, an, it, not clickbait, like well, an emotional, in the sense of like yeah, it, like the, the, to like trigger something in yourself, like um, like emotionally, like so. yeah. Emotionally, we need uh, an antagonist and a protagonist. Yes. And then somebody who reads that article or is a, a fan of that magazine, <laughs> protagonist. I was just thinking about Tenet because that's that's that, that's his name. His name. He's is, the protagonist. He's protagonist. Yeah. Yeah. So like we kind of, well, was, not we as in as in like you and me, but people in general mm-hmm. are kind of um they're they're forced into thinking that way. Like everything we're given is like that, especially now. It's my team versus your team. Good guy, bad guy. That's oh it. yeah, that's, that's it's, all it's is, like right? the uh, eight-hour work week, eight-hour workday. Yeah, that was just that's just it's institute. It was grandfathered in basically. Yeah, it's an idea that doesn't make any sense. So we're being told you need a good guy and a bad guy, and doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Instead, the the writer could have been like, hey, so this smart guy had a question, and Twitter, you know, as Twitter does, lost their shit. Mm-hmm. So he called another smart guy, and they talked about it, and here's like the conversation. Mm-hmm. That's all they had to do. But instead, it's like Elon Musk got schooled by a scientist. Like, well, no, stupid. No. Yeah, a he, scientist asked another scientist what he didn't know, and it was informed on what he didn't know. Yeah, that's a, that because that's 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 usually how things get done. Because if you don't know how to do something, yeah, uh, go talk to go read go read a book on, on it, or go talk to someone who knows something more about it than you. Exactly. Do. Don't go to Twitter. Yeah, don't go don't go looking for like don't start bashing people on the on the internet or this whatever is it is. The yeah, first just, time I think in like uh, in maybe ever 
that I can, well, in a while, that I can remember. Because you know how I always say, like, if somebody comments on Twitter, that guy's a moron? Mm-hmm. Like, if, if a smart guy says something on Twitter, because they will, or a scientist, Elon Musk, Richard Branson, Michael Mina, Albert Einstein, if they say something, he didn't really do it. I know he's dead, stupid. Mm-hmm. But if they, if they go there and say something, all the comments that are below that are all comments from people who don't know what they're talking about. Nobody worth a damn. No. Usually responds or gives you an answer mm-hmm. or, or says something on Twitter worth reading. No, it's, it's it's all personal opinion. It's all personal opinion. Yeah. It's really rare. Like on Reddit too, like when you have the um, the Ask Me Anything, that's mm-hmm. just about the only place you're going to go to and have like a, a professional in their field talk about things they know and answer questions rationally. Yeah, it's yeah, because you know the thing is too is that I, I, I'll give you an example. Like there's a... Uh, um, Usually, when, like when people like want, want to put their their opinion on like either like a Facebook thread or a, uh, on a Facebook feed or like a tw- or a Twitter feed, mm-hmm. or just, and based on a subject that that whatever they're discussing, whether it's uh, immunization for COVID, whatever it is. Um, so, like I did it uh, a little uh, two days ago or a couple of days ago. Um, a couple is two, but no, yeah, about five <laughs> days ago. Um, uh, a couple is two. Um, I was. I'm sorry, but like there was a thread going on about immunization and uh, COVID and stuff like that, and then uh-huh. people were there's all this. And my uncle from Vancouver, he was on that thread, and he was he had a he made a comment, and I just said, I said, was this like a group chat or was this? It was, a, it was a, uh, on a Facebook feed. Okay, and then so I just uh, I, w- I haven't been on I hadn't been on Facebook in a while, and I just went on there, and then I saw it, and I said, uh, and it was all about getting yourself uh, like immunized, or- immunized, and like well, would you take the COVID vaccines and stuff like that? And I said, I just wrote down, I'm like, you're all wrong. Uh, I said you're all wrong. I said, uh, Boy, gee, yeah. I said, I said, uh, bleach injections are key. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. And then, um, so I just put that on there, and then uh, it's being funny. Yeah, I, just, I was like, then uh, then my uncle responds back, and he's like, ah, House of Trump. And then uh, and this lady responds back, lady, <laughs> and then she goes, uh, uh, she goes, somebody you don't know. I don't know. I don't know who I don't know who this who this lady was. And then she goes, uh, she goes, she goes, do you know how dangerous that is? And she's like, uh. She's like that goes. She goes. That's no. She says something like that's unhealthy or like whatever. And I said, don't yeah. ever, don't ever think that. I actually have it on my phone. And I, I then I responded back to her. I was like, if you don't know that I was kidding, I'm yeah. like, uh, you need to learn how to read context. Read, yeah, just you took it completely out of context. And yeah. I even, even the even when it said Trump, like the bleach injections, there was there was a syringe in there. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah, I mean because you're somebody yeah. who knows how to use sarcasm and read sarcasm. Yeah, I said you're all wrong. <laughs> yeah, said, you're all wrong. The key, to, I said. The, no, I said. I said the key to success is bleach injections. <laughs> Oh my god! Who in their right mind? But then again, this but is the, this this is the climate is, we're living. In, no, so. it's not the climate, man. I think the the problem is like I've always said, there's too many people out there who get the same stuff that we get when it comes to technology and ability to communicate. Yeah, and they're not bright. No, they're not sharp. No, they're um, uh, they're not clever. They're not witty. They can't read sarcasm. They don't know what context is. Yeah, it's pretty bad, especially yeah. in the United States. There was um, because you know, like we're doing. Um, they were doing the re- during the recounts. Yeah, there's these people in I can't remember which state it was. It was either, it was either Georgia, Pennsylvania, or Arizona. I'm not sure, but they had these Trump supporters, and they were outside of a polling station, mm-hmm. and they're on their hands and knees, and they're praying to the pra- the polling station. Oh, that's like, some hillbilly yeah, shit. Yeah, man, right it there, was man. like I'll like I'll show you afterwards, man. It is like you watch it, I, and it was like a long it was a long video. It was about five minutes. Yeah, just going through like how. Um, like I don't say deluded, but just how desperate these people were for the for overturns and like Man. and like now that you throw that new uh, that new lawyer in there, 
Um, oh yeah, because Giuliani's out. Ju- oh, and yeah, the new guy's in. That no, that that new lady. Um, oh, it's a lady. What's her name? Uh, she's she has like a she has a guy's voice. Um, like she, when she talks, like mm-hmm. you know, you look at her and she's like, okay, she looks like Brad Frankenstein without the hair. And then, but she, when she talks, <laughs> it's like uh, she goes, she's like, okay, we're gonna be going through. Like uh, uh, she's just like what? Just smoking whiskey. Yeah, she's like I think she's like a pole attorney, like something like Laxton's attorney or something like that. Mm-hmm. But like uh. I don't know her true title, but yeah, she's she's in charge of everything right now because Giuliani's melting, and, uh, <laughs> from the top down. Yeah, man. It, 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 so it's it's yeah, it's desperation time right yeah, now. Yeah, it's pretty rough. I think it's I, it's pretty much over now because like I think they they only won one or two of those cases. Well, there and it was because one of them was because uh, the voting uh, the votes that came in. Yeah, yeah. Some of them were like uh, past the, the the due date, I guess, something like that, or like was. Uh, yeah, but they didn't. They didn't. But it was alter, only like it was only like it was, was five hundred or something votes. Yeah, it was very little, and they were in the same ratio as they were already getting in the uh, in the election anyway. So yeah. it, it didn't alter anything. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that the that people seem to be worried about right now with uh, with the U.S. go is that if they're able to sow enough confusion. Then it's going to end up going to Congress and the Senate, and if there's enough power in in there, then they can kind of like they can make a, a case to overturn. Mm-hmm. In which case, they're they're going to end up stealing an election, right? Yeah. Then the the Republicans are going to be able to throw, uh, they're going to be able to steal an election essentially, which is gross because that's like what they're yelling. But there's no like there's. That's her, Sidney Powell. Okay. Yeah, she's uh. Trump campaign cut Sidney Powell from president's legal. T- oh, this is this just happened. Yeah, I think she's gone too, right? Because there's there's some new guy in there right now. Yeah, I'm not sure who, who the new person is, but uh, they cut ties with Sidney Powell, key member of his legal team, who also represents former national security advisor Michael Flynn. Mm-hmm. And so, this the abrupt shakeup came in a t- in a t- terse tense. <laughs> it says terse. This person didn't. I guess this came out right just right now. Mm-hmm. It came up Sunday evening statement. Yeah, this just this just happened. Or maybe the statement was terse. <laughs> yeah, it's practicing on her. It's practicing law on her own. Sidney Powell is practicing law on her own. Trump's personal lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, campaign lawyer, Jenna Ellis, said in the statement, she is not a member of the Trump legal team. She is also not not a lawyer for the president in his personal capacity. Ooh. It's getting ugly. Yeah, it's getting weird, man. Like, that, 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 whole, that whole place is just tearing itself apart. It's so, at this point, like I'm, I'm just out. Like I've, I've been out for a while. Like At this point, I'm just, I'm just out, though. Because like, nothing's, nothing's impossible in the realm of American politics. No, the weirdest shit can just kind of happen. I guess the reason I, I, I look at, I, I see, I, I can't look away from it because every mm-hmm. time I turn, every time I go on YouTube, it's the mm-hmm. first videos that show up in the algorithm. Yeah. And then if I turn on my, if, once I go on to Chrome, I'm like, it's the, the articles is the first thing I see. You see, you're not, you're they're not everywhere. Reading enough, like, wrestling news is the problem. You gotta, <laughs> yeah, you gotta start getting on that WWE feed. I gotta get the WWE the, the <laughs> network, man. You gotta, that's you where gotta the real stop drama. watching that's, the that's YouTube. The real, that's where the real news that's is. The real man. drama. Like my my YouTube feed is essentially uh, right now. It's a lot of Breath of the Wild, mm-hmm. cameras, drones. Yeah. WWE, uh, MKBHD because he does great shit all the time. Yeah. Uh, the Joe Rogan stuff. A lot of stand up comedy. Mm-hmm. Like I mean. My YouTube feed looks so different than I think most of my family's YouTube feed, especially like all the the psychos in the in the states. There, you're all psychos, Republicans and Actually, Democrats. Actually, you know one alike. thing, uh, um, MKVHD does. He mm-hmm. doesn't. He doesn't talk about drones. Yeah, I think he did one. Yeah, like, I think he's he done doesn't. one video. But yeah. that's a lot of like uh, Maddie uh, Hapuya and um, yeah, Peter McKinnon. Mm-hmm. They're they're nuts on drones. Yeah. But yeah, I do a lot of that stuff. Like, yeah. I mean, I see a lot of things on there that, that get my creative juices going. Mm-hmm. So instead of watching a lot of uh, American political political news, do which you, is do, just do you go to the WWE for creative juices? 
I love the I love wrestling. I, yeah, I should go there. <laughs> yeah, it's always on. <laughs> How to solve a problem? Oh, dude! <laughs> I mean, like the the what culture stuff, like all the W. Like I have no shame at all. I enjoy. I yeah, I, uh, yeah. No, but like you know how some people will be like, oh, it's all fake. It's this. It's you a, yeah, you, like it I, is. Who gives a fuck level, what it is? Whatever. Yeah. It's yeah. high level live action stunt work. Yeah. Like you're gonna, it's Cirque du Soleil. So uh, the same way somebody goes and pays whatever to go mm-hmm. see Cirque du Soleil in Vegas. Well, I'd rather pay to watch wrestling because mm-hmm. they're gonna do more stuff that might actually get them killed, legitimately. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what was what was how many times have you seen a wrestling live? Live? Like WWE live? Oh, not many. Um, probably four. Four? Four times? Wow. Yeah. Four times. That, that's my entire life. That's still a lot. Yeah, my entire. I've seen it four times. I've only seen it once. Really? Yeah. Yeah. When they came here in the yeah. le- the late nineties, mm-hmm. early two thousand. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was the only time I saw it, and then. Everybody went to that Raw show. Everyone did. Yeah, it was one of the, it was like everyone the, from my, everyone Stone Cold went. Bret Hart. Yep. Yeah, that was a big deal back then. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, my, I felt bad my cousin couldn't go, so I got him a th- awesome 316 shirt. Nice. <laughs> excellent. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. yeah, I just, the last thing I just saw was the video about uh, Shawn Michaels talking about him and their, their car, or not Shawn Michaels, uh, Undertaker. Yeah. Was talking about that, the car ride they did through Memphis, I believe, when it was like snowing like crazy. Mm-hmm. They put their car into a ditch. Yeah. Because, you know, Americans don't know how to drive in the snow. Just don't. <laughs> I just want to do it. I love that stuff. It's to me. It's like uh, I'd rather watch that than watch like things that I, at least I know what I'm getting. Mm-hmm. Like with that, like I, I understand this is a scripted entertainment program. Yeah, that has high action or high uh, risk stunt work mm-hmm. happening live in your face. Yeah. So it's you know I don't care about the storylines. Mm-hmm. I don't care about this person hates that person or that person hates Huck Hogan. Yeah. Huck Hogan. Huck Hogan. It doesn't bother me. I no. just want to see people take like death defying risks. Mm-hmm. I love that stuff. Yeah, that um actually you know what I should watch today is what's that um that Bill Hader show? Um Bill, Oh Barry? Barry, yeah. Yeah, Barry's incredible. Barry's incredible, yeah. How I, could you forget the name of that show? Yeah, the Your old, dog I, is named after that show. Yeah, the uh yeah, that's true. <laughs> and uh so yeah, I got I'm gonna start um uh season two. Barry's pretty great. Mm-hmm. Hey, I uh season two is, you haven't gotten into it yet. Not yet. Oh yeah, no, you're in for a treat, Bill. Mm-hmm. Season two is season two things get things get wild. Yeah. Wait, What's the last episode of season one? So not not to drop. A oh spoiler. man, I, I watched it like a week ago. No, two weeks ago. But it is the uh, it is the cabin. The, the cabin, woods, right? yeah. Okay, okay. I just want to make sure it was the cabin in the woods with uh, with the yeah. acting uh, acting coach and the the girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, good, good, good. I think um, yeah, yeah season, season two. two I heard good. season two is good. Season so. two is incredible. I think yeah. season two has got Hank on the roof when when like everything's gone bad. There's a brilliant scene. It's been on YouTube forever. It's when. Hank and the the shooter on yeah. the rooftop. Yeah, and he's mad at Barry because Barry made him feel like crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's incredible. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah, I yeah, I was watching uh, Bill Hader's SNL, uh, um, just sketches like just uh, where he like because he, he can't keep a straight face. No, he is impossible. Yeah, then uh, he got he got kept getting yelled at by Lauren Michaels, and he's like, Lauren Michaels is like, you know, you could work here as long as you want. <laughs> And he's like, this he's telling him, just calm down. Yeah, relax. And then, but Bill Hader's like, I guess like I can't, I can't. He goes, I can't work here anymore because like this he said he goes, I because the sketches he just cracks up every single time. No, he's got so much more to give. That yeah. guy is a uh, a really good actor in general. He's quite good. Yeah, I was watching that. Uh, SN- I've seen that SNL skit, uh, the Californians. Oh yeah, I the love that skit. Yeah, he's like, uh, t- get up for Dale. Because like, <laughs> they, well, ta- they always talk about like the streets that are famous in California. Like, yeah, take a left on uh, all these things. And they have that Californian accent. It's one big inside crazy? joke. <laughs> yeah. making fun of California. Yeah, it's gonna be j- this time of day. It's gonna be jammed. Are you crazy? <laughs> have you uh, have you jumped on the bandwagon that is the Crown? 
No. Okay, I couldn't care less for the crown. No. I couldn't care less. For I was the told crown. it's a good show. I my mom's watching it. Mm-hmm. Uh, all my family members are watching it. Mm-hmm. It's trending, so it, it shows up on the Netflix. Yeah. Um, I don't mind it. I my just, cousin I, said it's a good show. He likes it. I'm sure it is. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's. It looks from what I've seen. It's really well done. Mm-hmm. I just have no interest in the royal family at all. I, I don't care. Me neither. Can, I, hate, can, I can't stand them. Yeah, I can't stand them. They can yeah. do whatever they want. I'm mm-hmm. sure individually they're very fine people. Yep. On both sides. Five people. But yeah, but, I, uh, I, I could care I less. No, I, I hate the royal. I can't stand the royal family. Yeah, I don't. I, I, don't have, no inter- I have no interest in what their lives are like or anything. But there was a uh, a moment. <laughs> I'm watching it, and you've got. Uh, I think it's Philip. And Philip and the Queen mm-hmm. are sitting there, and then um, some dude knocks on the door. And I thought that there was some sort of like slang being said. Mm-hmm. They're actually referring to a person. Like the guy knocks on the door, and then he he enters the room. He's like Lord Mountbatten, sir, and the door shuts. And then you see the guy, the the Philip there. He's like Uncle Dicky. What's he doing here? And I thought he was saying it as if like he was saying, "Egad, what's he doing here?" Mm-hmm. As if Uncle Dicky was like a like a a phrase I just didn't know. Like Brits, when they're surprised, say, Uncle Dicky. Uncle Dicky. Uncle Dicky. That's a that's an ugly shirt. Mm-hmm. But he's actually referring to his Uncle Dicky. I just thought it was... Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's funny to me. I know it's not funny to anybody else. Mm-hmm. But I just... Uh, I thought Uncle Dicky was a phrase that people said in the UK. Uncle Dicky? As like yeah. a... Ex, as a, a, a gasp. <laughs> Uncle Dicky. <laughs> Uncle Dicky. <laughs> Holy Uncle Dickies! Well, that one didn't go over well at all. The uh, actually, you know what I was watching last night How was um, uh, the I was watching um, uh, I watched an episode of Spider Man His Amazing Friends. Mm-hmm. Man, that has not aged well. Oh no, terribly terrible. It's not aged well at all. And then uh, I watched an episode of Spider Woman. Even worse. Well, um, Spider Woman is just like moving. They're just moving the cells. Yeah, around. It's, like, it's, it's, it's it's horrible. Drawn pages. It's, of a, it's like book, animation it? on its knees. And then uh, there's a, uh, uh, and then I watched uh, um, animation on his knees. Then I watched Spider Man, the 1994 one, probably one of the best cartoons ever made. Um, yeah. uh, it's one of my favorites. Uh, yeah. Just because it has like it, it flesh, it uses a lot of storylines from the comics, which I liked. That cartoon is a SpongeBob SquarePants of superhero <laughs> shows. And I, the only thing I didn't like is like when he's remember when he's chasing Shocker and he has the symbiote costume. Yeah, yeah. And he's kind of he's, he's Peter Parker's voice is like a little overacting. It's brutal. Yeah. And then um, uh, the Incredible Hulk from 1994. That's a great cartoon. That's a good one. That's a that's a that's a great yeah. cartoon. The Iron Man one is not that great. Yeah, the, the '90s Iron Man. Yeah, one. didn't last long. Right? It's like no, one season. it's like one season. Yeah. Same with and then uh and then I watched uh, Silver Surfer. Uh, I've seen I've seen that way too many times. The Silver Surfer cartoon, that, yeah, that, that, it's, it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal, but it, but you have to be like in the mood to watch it. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, dark. Yeah, but uh, season one and two, maybe three even of uh, X Men, are they're all good, unbelievable. But the last season is like because they they cut the budget. Like the animation's ugly. The Saban, I think, is the was the animation company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like it's. It's almost as bad as Spider Woman. Yeah, it's really bad. They're, the animation from that last it feels, yeah, it feels like their faces are made out of rubber. They're just yeah, stretching everywhere. They reuse a ton of shit. Yeah, it's like the uh, the look of it. It's like it's like watching old Simpsons to new Simpsons. Yeah, it's like Hanna Barbera when they didn't get any better. Yeah, it's not any better. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, so like, I just wa- I watched the first three seasons. and I watched the last episode, Graduation Day. That's all right. Yeah, when, that's, a, that's uh, a good one. When they uh, the Shi'ar Empire, then uh, Empress Alandra takes uh, ex- uh, Professor Xavier away because he's he's dying. Yeah, yeah, he's gone now. Yeah. Man, if they had gotten one more season, a lot more money. Yeah. It could be really good. One more season and like the budget from season one. Yeah. Or like equivalent to that. Yeah, because that, that, that show started off like that's like it went it started off so good and then it just kinda went 
slowly down just because of the animation. Yeah, the anim- the storytelling was all really good. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Even right to the end, it was really good. Mm-hmm. It was the animation is crap. Yeah. It, uh, it went the opposite way of what you saw from all the other shows. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't that great. Yeah, because like, Spider-Man was like, uh, like I know you don't like it, but like... Uh, no, no. Okay. Look, I thought the storytelling in Spider-Man is generally pretty good. Yeah. And the look of the animation, also pretty good. What didn't you like about it? I didn't like, I didn't like the music at all. Uh, like, ev- there's music throughout the entire thing. There's no lag in the music. There's always like some electric guitar yeah, being played I don't, in the background. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's gotta stop. Man. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's brutal. No, that's like no, that's fair. Yeah, awful. Like even when he's walking to school, somebody's jamming. And, like you know, you got like was somebody in the background yeah. just like plucking away the guitar. I thought that was awful. Um, I don't like maybe because it was it was in it was, it was made in the grunge era. <laughs> could have been. Yeah. It could have very well been right. Somebody in the back, like Joe Perry, is playing guitar all the time. Exactly. There's an Eddie Vedder on every corner. <laughs> every every corner's got an Eddie Vedder. Not Eddie Vedder. Eddie Van Halen. Eddie Van Halen on, on every, every corner. corner, right? Yeah. I didn't like that at all, and I didn't like how like the scenes were jarringly abrupt. Like there are these like weird cuts all like, yeah, the yeah that's as true. Well. Yeah, that, I know exactly what you're talking about. I was, like, watch, I was watching some 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 the, the fight scene was like like they were drawn well, but at the same time as like yeah. when the action was like put together. Some scenes were like uh, they move from like left was, to right, like, yeah, right like, to yeah, left. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like the animation version of like uh, like quick cuts, like in yeah. in the Born Supremacy, like uh, not it was shaky cam, shaky cam, yeah. the animation- like shaky, yeah, shaky cam, like yeah. pure shaky cam, not like um, quick cuts, but shaky cam. You can't tell what like what direction the the action is moving in. Yeah, and I didn't like that at all. Mm-hmm. I I didn't mind what they were trying to do with it, and mm-hmm. it looks really good. Mm-hmm. Like the animation looks great. Yeah, everybody's drawn really well. Um, really smooth, fluid animation. Yeah. But I just didn't like the music, and I didn't like how there was no, like, directional... You can't follow any of the fights in a single direction. It's like he just moves around from spot to spot so much, and he's always quipping. Mm-hmm. Like, he's always dropping quips, even even when he's stuck to a wall upside down fighting. You know what? Yeah, that, that's that's actually a, a really... That's actually a, a quirk of Spider-Man. Like, you know, everyone says, everyone knows about them. Like, he just yeah. quips, he makes quips, and he uh That's how he, he jokes he's around. a Chandler, right? He's, yeah, so, but I hate that about him. <laughs> I hate it when it's done poorly. Yeah, I like it when it's done well. Yeah, like um, the new kid, he's good. Miles Morales. Uh, no, 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 the one in the movies, uh, Tom Holland. Yeah, the way he's written and the way they write Spider-Man in that, mm-hmm. it's really quite good. The way they tried to make him quirky and quippy in the Sam Raimi ones, mm-hmm. garbage. Yeah, Tobey Maguire just doesn't have the um the style. Yeah, the the to- those ones could have been, uh, okay, except for number two. Number two was excellent, incredible movie. Yeah, I but. Really uh, but one in three, like, if if um, if Sam Raimi got to pick his Spider Man, yeah, because like Sam Raimi, like that's he could make uh, he could make any movie funny, mm-hmm. but like so you have to fit his you have to fit his style, yeah. That's the, I think that's the problem. But like Spider Man Two was just made with like uh, they're like this is a serious movie. Like let's uh, there um, were consequences. They, yeah, there were consequences. Yeah. So like that's a yeah because like Spider Man Two I think was I think it's my favorite Spider Man movie. Oh yeah, I think yeah, so. I think so. I agree hundred yeah. percent. I really like it. I thought um, even the weird CG stuff, you know, because they're like we talk about Blade Two. It's a product of his time. It's a product of his time, yeah. but it's really well done. Yeah, like when he's um, was trying to ricochet himself into the like through the window yeah. onto the clock tower to mm-hmm. fight Doc Ock. Like I know that's a CG Spider Man, but it looks like I want Spider Man to look. I can suspend my disbelief there. I, I absolutely yeah. can't. But I and, can and, the, and the subway scene is is uh, oh, it's phenomenal. It's incredible. It's one of the you know what. Like perfect left to right storytelling. Yeah. Like I mean, when you're watching the way the the whole scene moves, mm-hmm. at no point does he just suddenly move direction, like running the wrong way down the train, or the train is being shot from a different angle. Oh, no, no, no. Like, it all yeah. moves when the train moves at a different angle. Well, you're following it with the camera. You're mm-hmm. following Spider-Man through the uh, the underpass of the yeah. bridge. So you kind of move with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really well done. Yeah, it's incredibly well done. But uh, plowing ahead, what do you got? Well, I think we'll stay right there. 
the next thing I was going to talk about. Oh, okay. Thanks. With that cool. one, it got into my head was yeah. um, like CG is a product of its time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I said my YouTube feed is all messed up. Well, yesterday, I don't know why. I don't know if, if everybody got it or what was going on. But for some reason, I got the first scene from Meet Joe Black when he gets smoked by the two cars in the middle oh, of the yeah, crosswalk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, remarkably well done. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. Like, I was I was surprised at something in the 90s. Like, that car wreck, did they, did they hit a real dude? Because, mm-hmm. like, it was a, he was walking down the street, and when he kind of stops, and the one car misses him, and he comes back, and the car, the I think it's like a van hits him, mm-hmm. and the cab nails him. Yeah. I could not believe how well that stood up. Yeah, that that's like uh, it held up. Yeah, that, that that's weird because like Beach Black is actually a, it's a very I liked it. I it's a very good movie. Yeah, I liked it. It does not get the for some reason people hate on it. Oh yeah, I don't know why I don't know why people hate on it, but it's it's a very good movie. Uh, let's see here. Death takes a holiday. Yeah, that's mm. what's yeah. What's the line? What do you mean? Death. No, it's it's a remake of Death takes a holiday. Death takes a holiday. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that's that, like I thought the, those lines in the movie. movie. Yeah, uh, it might be. I can't remember. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a, um, a another good Brad Pitt movie that uh, was underrated. 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 Usually he's overrated. Yeah, I think I think you're right though. Like me, Joe Black is underrated. Yeah, Benjamin Button is overrated. He's overrated. That's a terrible movie. Yeah, that, that that's a movie that's overproduced. Um, <laughs> overproduced, overrated, overacted. Yeah. Um, over softened. Mm-hmm. Over CG'd. Yeah, it's it's a little bit too much. Um, yeah, I think other than that, yeah, he's a. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that guy. He's fine. Yeah, he's okay. Yeah, there's, there's nothing wrong with with uh, with Brad Pitt and anything that he does. He's yeah. he's usually the best part of a crappy movie. Yeah, I thought Ad Astra was okay. I have not seen it. Yet. I thought it was okay. I have not seen it. Yet. I have not seen it because so many people told me I had to watch it. It was going to change yeah, it, my world. It's good, but after you see like, uh, like after you see like 2001, you see uh, you see Interstellar. It's yeah. like yeah, you're like. Let me ask you a question about Ad Astra. When you were watching it, because from the trailers, but uh, this is what, how I felt. But when you were watching it, did it just feel like uh, a serious sequel to Space Cowboys? Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's actually a good way to say it. So. That, yeah, it yeah. It's like the serious sequel to Space Cowboys. Yes, yeah, serious. That's a key word. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it takes all the joy from Space Cowboys, the same characters, yeah. and just makes it like a, like a dark sequel to yeah, Space the Cowboys. Yeah, the one I haven't seen is that. What's that one with Sandra Bullock? Gravity. Gravity, yeah. I haven't seen that. It is... Okay, all right. So, you know how Neil deGrasse Tyson shit all over it and all that kind of crap? Actually, Bill Burr and a bunch of guys shit all over it. They shit all over it. Um, I know Bill Burr thought, like, you know, getting rid of the, the most famous guy yeah. <laughs> in the first scene is a real bummer. Yeah, and it was also, like, you know, like... A person who has those emo- those emotional problems, those people aren't, aren't astronauts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not. They get, they get they wash out. Yeah. Well, I mean, here's the problem though. She's she's a a really good astronaut who suddenly has like a, like major life problems. It's not like she was um she went through she, the system. She, she, yeah, she went through the system a wreck. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. she went through the system as a pro, mm-hmm. and now this professional is having some real issues. Mm-hmm. So it, it isn't like she just you know showed up as hey, it's my first day, my. My family's a wreck, and it's divorced, and everybody's dead, and I want to kill myself. It yeah. wasn't like that at all. Oh, okay. She suddenly has these issues on her mind as she's like, you know, preparing for a major mission in space. Right? Yeah. So obviously, this this whole thing is going on. So I, that that for comedy's sake, yeah, it's like you know somebody with that many emotional problems. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I haven't seen issue. it. Yeah, so. But overall, it's it's a it's an intense movie. Mm-hmm. It's it's like a. It's not Alien. It doesn't feel like Alien, obviously. Yeah. Like, it's one person in space going through an hour and a half of 
some real shit. Mm-hmm. Like, like, in a, in a, like dangerous shit, not an emotional problem. Mm-hmm. She's going through some real dangerous crap where it's mm-hmm. like, if you don't get your act together and you don't figure out where you are logistically around the planet right now, mm-hmm. you will live or you will die. Mm-hmm. You can just, you can choose to die and you're going to die in space or you can get your shit together. Remember what's where in space because we can move around here the way we move around on the planet. You know where things are. Like, like, based in the proximity to where you are currently. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to spoil it in a sense, right? But that's what it's about. Mm-hmm. And she, she nails it down. She buckles down and gets it done. Okay, cool. So that's what I enjoyed about it. And it's, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's grippy. Now, the ending is just stupid. The very, the very end of the movie, mm-hmm. when you really think about what we know, mm-hmm. or what happens to people when they come back to Earth, you're like, yeah. dumb. That's, that's my Dr. Manhattan blew up the world movie. Ah, okay, yeah. The ending, I was like, that's Dr. Manhattan blew up the world. Mm-hmm. So that's not even spoiling it for you. You might watch it and think, no, I'm wrong. And you are right for enjoying it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, no, it should have been a space squid. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sandra Bullock should have turned into a space squid and destroyed New York City. Ah, okay. All and right. the Russians should have said, it wasn't the Americans after all. It was space squid. <laughs> that's good. <Russian> accent. <laughs> it's not bad. That's <laughs> what they should have you said. Sound like, you sound like Sator from, from Tenet. <laughs> uh, there you go. But yep. uh, that's what should have happened. Mm-hmm. Is The ending should have been more a little bit more realistic. It should have actually ended in a different spot. Oh, okay. But, Fair um, enough. I see what they did. What they did. I mean, there's a, there's a dramatic storytelling mm-hmm. element there as well. So, gravity's good though. I don't. I don't. Uh, I did not hit him. Gravity didn't. Uh, oh, three hour and forty minute cut of planes, trains, and automobiles. Yes. Holy shit. Yes. That, that, that was the, that was the intended thing, right? That was the intended cut, and apparently, it's really good. Mm-hmm. What's the name of the uh, the documentary guy? Uh, on YouTube. I have. I, I'll check my phone. But like, yeah, that's a. Uh, it's mini docs. Mm-hmm. Like he does a whole bunch of mini whole documentaries. Bunch of them, yeah. But uh, he dropped that one a couple of days ago. Now, there's a three hour and forty cut of planes, trains, and automobiles. No, is it, no, is that based on script or is that based on actual day of the footage? Apparently, they the shot way, like, yeah. the way he broke it down is the shooting script that was shot was three hours and forty minutes, and it was like hundred and forty pages. Oh my god, it's ridiculous. It's how, it's like, insane. How much of a? But that's the thing that that's. I don't think I would have liked that that long cut. Well, the you know dude what? read the script, yeah, and he said if you if you read the script based on the way that you know these guys acted the movie, mm-hmm. it's gold. The whole thing is gold. Yeah, like I would like to see like the, more of those two guys, the better, right? Mm-hmm. But the thing is that the uh, like the scenes are so tight, yeah, and there's no like there's no fat on that movie, like no. and the, and the movie runs along so well. I just feel like there's any wasted time in that movie. Nothing. So like, if it's more of that, mm-hmm. that's what if, that's but, what it appears to be. Yeah, but if it's more of that. Uh, that would that would make it, for lack of a better term, a perfect movie. Well, he well the like the, imagine like a three like three imagine like three plus hours. Yeah, almost uh, four hours. Almost four hours of something that's as good. Like yeah. if, if it was if it, if it's just held up as if it was as good as the original. The ninety minute cut. The ninety minute cut, which was cut to two hours. Yeah, and then from there to ninety minutes. Yeah, so that could be the perfect movie. Almost. And it's almost a perfect movie anyway. Yeah. Like, when you think about Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. It is. It's a, it is almost a perfect movie. It's right up there with uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. It's right up there with Lethal Weapon 1. Perfect movie. Uh, be- Like, Back to the Future. Back to the Future. Yeah. Like, these are movies that you watch, and there's almost, like, okay, even even with Lethal Weapon, the tattoo scene is the only scene where I'm like, that's dumb. Mm-hmm. That's stupid. A second ago, you want to put out an APB on Big Bird because this kid couldn't draw the person who blew the yeah. house up. And now you're going to take his word on you having a special forces tattoo. Mm-hmm. And he saw it. It was just like that. Now you're going to deal with a special forces guy and you're believing it. Mm-hmm. That's the only spot where I'm like, that's unbelievable. But even that I let go. 
what's another perfect movie? The Rundown. <laughs> yeah, Rundown. <laughs> rundown is pretty close to yeah. it. Actually, you know what another one is? Uh, Aliens. Aliens is pretty close to it. Terminator 2 is a perfect movie, I think. Uh <sighs> And that's like when we say perfect movie, it's it's a matter of storytelling. Storytelling, yeah. Story. I think the it's way a, you feel after the more you feel it, afterwards. You're how just many like, times you watched it? Yeah, like they and so much better than what you uh, then. Let's see, if, if it was a sequel, how much better it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, there's there's a lot of movies you could say it's perfect, but like uh, where I said, like you know, what could you actually like? What what could you actually like fault the movie on? Yeah. Like there's some movies are like longer than usual. Like a lot of people say, like the Dark Knight's a perfect movie. I would say it's not perfect, but it's uh, it's it's very close. It's pretty close to it. Um, so it's definitely rewatchable. Yeah, Joker is almost a Joker is not a perfect movie at all. Um, I watched it the other the other day again. Yeah, it's uh, it's just too much like Kings of Comedy. I still haven't watched Joker. It's too much like Kings of Comedy. It's really? Like, yeah, but well, it feels like it from the trailers. Oh right? yeah, it's like it, it, it. Whatever you feel, whatever you think it feels like. Yeah, that's what it is. It. I mean, it looks like, and this is uh, everybody talked about it to death, but it looks like a mashup of Taxi Driver and uh, Kings of Comedy. That's like it's, that's literally what it is. It's just putting those two together. Yeah, and then putting this guy into it. Yeah, and I'll always say that, uh, um, uh, Heath Leather's Joker is still, for me personally, I think it's is still by far the best Joker. I um for what he delivers as a character he's perfect in that character. Yeah, cuz like in Joker but Jack it, Nicholson's also perfect. Yeah, Joe yeah, he's he's as that Joker. As that cuz that yeah. Joker is a uh it's traditional. Like, it's, it's 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 a comedy Joker, right? Yeah. Like he's uh he's like he's a Tim Burton Joker, right? Yeah. Whereas like But he's also the Joker we knew. Like that we grew the Scooby up with, yeah. Joker. yeah, exactly. Like you know, he's yeah, he's laughing. Yeah, he'll <laughs> throw poison. Yeah, exactly. Face. Yeah, and then yeah. he puts his yeah, like he's and then he runs away, uh, yeah. like, like a Hanna Barbera character. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but like but the thing is about Joker is that uh, in like he uh, uh Phoenixes <laughs> to pronounce it that way. Yoquan. Yeah. Um. But it's like he's Arthur Fleck in ninety percent of the time of the movie. Yeah. And so you want like I'd love to see where he goes from here, but uh, uh yeah, but. Heath Ledger's Joker is just, he's the Joker throughout the entire movie. What I love the most about that Joker is that you don't need an origin story. No. Like, I at no point that ever, would, which, which makes it better. Which makes it better. I've, yeah. I've never at all thought to myself, like, I wonder how he got here. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm just happy with what it is. And now, there are other characters and other Jokers that I do think, like, I wonder how I got here. Mm-hmm. And there are origins that show up. And yeah. You see those. But when it came to that, that like, weirdness to that guy, you're like, mm-hmm. nah, man. Like, the... The speculation that I hear other people talk about, like where he came from, mm-hmm. like maybe he's like military intelligence, whatever it is. Yeah. Even that, I'm like, ah, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. I, I like your theory, mm-hmm. but me personally, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I do, actually, there was an article just written about uh, with uh, with Christopher Nolan. Uh, he just posted it. I think it was like two days ago um, about how he released the Dark Knight trilogy just in time. What do you mean? Because he didn't. He didn't want. Like, he's like, it would have been a mistake to release it right now because you know, because comic movies now are the. Uh, Engines of finance for for uh, oh I did read studios. that title yeah. Yeah. yeah I didn't read the article though yeah so like he goes because uh, so because now superhero movies are made with like there's so much there's so much studio control over the how how they like um, yeah, he had a lot of freedom he had like he's like yeah you could basically yeah he had like maybe all the freedom right mm-hmm. for lack of a better term anyway and then uh, so yeah he's like yeah it goes I I'm glad I made mine uh, when I did because uh, the, the creative freedom is there yeah. whereas now and then. It, Warner Brothers wasn't wasn't counting on me to save. Uh, basically, saying like now it's like you need superhero movies to save studios. To save they're, studios, yeah, they're the engines of finance. 
Yeah, that that or, is like yeah. when you're low on funds, make a crap movie. out a superhero movie. Yeah, and it's that's how you're gonna make your money back. Exactly, you're gonna make a ton of money doing it. But I mean, at the same time, it's funny he should say that since he started the whole damn thing. You know, it's like thanks. Great ideas <laughs> you know, come the, from somewhere. Yeah, right. It's like yeah. the whole the whole deal about. And I'm not shitting on Nolan at all. I I love the Dark Knight trilogy. But when he talked about, um, we need theaters. We need theaters. <laughs> he gets his movies out during Corona, Tenant, whatever. Yeah. And then he's like, you know, they're not that important. Like, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Didn't he say like something? I don't mind if I don't mind if people watch my my movies on, on the <laughs> yeah, thing? like a couple like a week or so ago. Yeah, like, yeah after your movie came out and you got nothing else coming out, like mm-hmm. yeah, it's fine. A phone's good enough. Yeah, you know, as long as you get the message. You know, the weird thing is, we're not going to see another Christopher Nolan movie for another three years. What's coming up? That's usually his next one. That's usually his next. His, his his. Oh, uh, I thought he was uh, in production or, or thinking about doing a, a new one. I thought you guys had spoken. I thought you had discussed his me, future plans. Me and Chris, mm-hmm. as a home. You see you and Cino. I call, yeah, Cino. Yeah. How you call him? Canola. Yeah. <laughs> Canola. Uh, yeah, we're like that. You guys are like that. Yeah. We're like this. <laughs> I call him Canola because we're tight like that. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't know what. Yeah. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be another three years until we. Uh, we're gonna be another two That's years kind of until, until we hear anything, and then yeah. three years until anything's released. So. He is. He is responsible for that money making machine, though. Like, I, he, I'm not directly, but he's in the ground floor. Like he was there when it was gonna be like a. What do you do now? It's like well, we'll make a we'll make a Batman movie. Oh, it's dark and gritty. Well, let's make all our stuff dark and gritty. Well, I don't know. Yeah, because like uh, the. Uh, would you like to see an um a, a big budget Christopher Nolan movie or something like something different? Like, I want Memento. You want Memento? I do because you I want, think you, he, want, you want smaller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More in, yeah me too. Practical yeah. effects. I I don't need to see ships going backwards. Yeah. Any of that stuff. I want to. You know what I want? I want a caper. Mm-hmm. I want Christopher Nolan to make a legit, like a legit caper. Crime, give give yeah. me Christopher Nolan's Reservoir Dogs. Mm-hmm. That's what I like. That's to see. what I like to see too. I want to see something smaller budget. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, I think I think that's he's probably wanting that too because like you know Tenet was probably like a nightmare to like. Well, he probably loved making it, but at the same time, it's like that's a huge, huge undertaking. Oh, it's just, what's what's the word they always use? A logistical nightmare. Logistical nightmare. Yeah, there's so many sets, so many locations. Yeah, worldwide. Yeah, and then taking those big IMAX cameras and oh f- filming things backwards and forth. Oh, it's just. I uh, I don't know how they did it. I just watched. Um, Choreographing the fight scenes when like you, one guy's going moving forward, one guy's moving, it's just it's it, oh, it's just it's crazy. An editing nightmare. Oh yeah, I, I yeah. I mean, it blows your mind. I'm, I'm a guy who does a version of what these people do, and I, I it's just it I blows do a, your mind. Yeah, and I do a version of what you do. Yeah, and you, you're into an, <laughs> It's funny. I do a very small version of what you do. No, but you're you know what you are where I was ten years ago. Like you're getting into it now. Like in you're you're right there. It's fast too. Like I mean the, the learning curve is quick. Mm-hmm. So in a year from now you're going to be exactly where I'll be in a year from now. Mm-hmm. That, I mean I might have started ten years ago, but next year we'll be in the same place. Mm-hmm. So you're it's going to come so fast. Yeah. But actually. like once you start realizing the amount of work that goes into editing all that stuff together, it's so hard. It's like it's. Like I, I like I edited my first video mm-hmm. uh, ten years ago, and uh, my first movie, and it is uh, in, not even just like and just like just trying to figure out like where sounds go, um, where to cut, where to cut, so you don't get like a skip in the sound. Yeah, exactly. And then um, where to add music. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's and then like yeah, dragging and drop. It's just a goddamn nightmare. And now um, you're into you're into like things like Resolve and Final Cut, yeah, Not Final Cut, the Adobe Premiere, exactly. And then yeah, and then uh, then and then the co- like color grading. Oh yeah, it, that's just, uh, um, yeah, it's just it's it's so bad. And like things like I want like well, I want my footage to be seen on the on YouTube by like a lot of people, mm-hmm. and then maybe it'll entice them to to, to like do what I did to like, do to get yeah. a, get a drone or get these get, get these nice decent shots. gear and yeah. So like, but uh, yeah, it was just 
it's hard. Well, that's but, why I like but, these. But, yeah, but but I love doing it because it's, it's fun, yeah, man. It's fun. It's fun stuff. But you just put some headphones on, put some music on, and then just uh, um, yeah, get and just get to work. You like to edit to like? Do you like to edit to music? Do you like to find your music first and then cut the whole thing into that package, or do you like to uh, have something and then let your visuals inspire what you're gonna put in there? Well, I, I like. Um, uh, I will. Uh, no, we're talking about like your drone footage and fun stuff that yeah. you're doing. Like so, three, four minute videos. Yeah. So what I'd like to do is, um, uh, like right now, what I did is, um, like I told you, like um, the first one I put up online was that um, it's just, it, it's just cutting together like a bunch of like the one I showed you, just a mm-hmm. bunch of like shots I sh- I shot, and then uh, and then using my friends for, using Jason's music to like uh to put to to like you know to add it in there. Yeah, to get to get it there in there. It's kind of a collaboration kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Just uh. I want to use his music because I thought his music is. I think his music is excellent. It's very good. And so, um, but um, but finding out like the tone of the the, the finding out the, the tone of the imagery, like if it's a sunset or whatever it is, I want to use something subtle. And then, uh, so you have to find then finding the right tune for that. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard. Yeah, I find it's really hard because I because I listen to music like literally all the time. And finding the right tune for something, and yeah. capturing the moment musically is like it's it's hard. See, I'm I'm the opposite way mm-hmm. of what you do. Like uh, for me, the reason the way I I cut out that uh, the stress of finding the right music mm-hmm. is I'll add the music first, and then I'll edit to that. Mm-hmm. The, the, like the small the small things like that, sizzle reel stuff. Right? Yeah. If I'm doing uh like if I'm doing like larger work like a wedding or whatnot, then mm-hmm. I'll try to find things that work mm-hmm. within the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll play, usually it's long, like it's not just like three or four minute videos. Yeah. So I'll find all the music I think will fit like this, this stuff. And mm-hmm. usually I go, I have a well that I go to over and over again and these people won't see, uh, other stuff that I've worked on. Mm-hmm. But if, if I know that I'm going to be working on a video, that's a friend or a family member of another wedding that I've done or some other project I'm working on, then I've got to find all new music, right? I can't yeah. just recycle shit. Yeah. But, um, usually, yeah, I'll just find whatever works in my head that gets me excited about the images that I've been thinking about all day. Mm-hmm. Usually, while I'm shooting, I'll be already I'll already be thinking about music in that in that uh, that will work in. The I space. think that's probably the, the I think that's probably the way I should I should approach it as well. It works. It's yeah. not for everybody, but like then then I'll just throw the uh, the clips in, and I've already got my music, which will then restrict me to a timeline as well. That's true. Yeah. Because if I've got a bunch of stuff I like to look at, yeah, you're right. Doing it doing it my way is like uh, it's like you're just like. Okay, this song is ending at this point. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it's gonna I'm, it's gonna fade out. I'm like, okay, now I'm, I have to drag and drop footage in there. Like, how long is that? How long is that? Okay, how long is that? That one sh- that one shot. Yeah. Shot? Okay, there's that. That's one minute. Okay, there's there's two. There's this song is two minutes. This rest of this song is two minutes and 30 se- 34 seconds long. I'm like, I have to I have to drag it all the way in right now. Yeah. Resolve does have that point where it says it'll it'll do that for you. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, sometimes you don't want a scene to drag on for too long. Yep. Yeah. So then you have to like so whether it's a picture. Um, you just put the picture in there, so it just lasts until the last like twenty seconds or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so then you have to like it's kind of like you're cutting and pasting just to make sure that just to make sure it fits. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's it takes it, yeah, it's it's uh, I'm learning the hard way. Yeah, no, yeah. you'll get there. I mean, what you're doing right now, like when you look back, like I said, in a year from now to what you're doing now, mm-hmm. you're gonna be like, oh my god, what was I doing? Oh yeah, and I, that's in my head too. I'm thinking, yeah. I'm like, you know what? A year from now, I'm gonna be like, why did that? Why that? Why did I worry about and it's that? It's all about you yeah. know what it is though. Like I wouldn't even change what you're doing. Like I, I wouldn't. I'm not even uh, gonna attempt to give you any kind of uh, advice how to how to um, simplify your workflow. Because that's why I came here. Oh, exactly. That's the only reason why I come here. Well, you know, yeah. you're out of luck, pal. Well, you chump. Tennis, <laughs> just relationship. Finished. Yeah. 
cut, right? Yeah. Yeah, this, is, this is the last day of the podcast. Let's, uh, <laughs> last episode ever. Last episode of the podcast ever. Ever. You know, for today. Um, but what it, what it does, though, is it creates your style. Like, mm-hmm. the way you're working, no matter how you kind of struggle through to do it, eventually you'll either go to YouTube or I'll tell you what I'm doing, and then you're going to little by little, like, whittle away. God, people have used that word a lot lately. You'll, be, you'll chisel away mm-hmm. at the stone that is your style. Before you realize it, you'll have a pebble. Mm-hmm. It's going to be smooth. It's going to be shiny. It's going to fit in your hand. And that's how you know do that you're in the time. real world. Huh? Do that one more time. Like this thing here? No, you put your finger in there. And this one there? There you go. Yeah, that's right. Now, now, now I'm uh, right there. Yeah. You see that, YouTube? You see what I'm doing? Right there. That's your style. And that pebble. Yeah, now I want to do it. Now you want to do it. <laughs> now I'm all over it. Yeah. Um, when I was talking earlier about cameras and stuff. I watched uh, the Haiti version, or the Haiti episode of No Reservations yesterday. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that's a rough episode. Anthony Bourdain and uh, No Reservations? Yeah. It's, um, it, he's he's always, he's always got like real depth to wherever he goes. It's mm-hmm. not just about food. But the Haiti episode, he, it was, I, I don't know if you've seen it. It's a, it's, I've seen it, It's yeah. fairly old. I don't remember because like, it, it was a long time ago. Yeah, I'm kind of going through them all now. Like yeah. we've got a channel now on, because I've got Plex, and on Plex you get a bunch of free shit. Just one channel that just shows like just Gordon Ramsay and Anthony Bourdain. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, it's called I think it's called Journey or Food Journey. I'll watch Anthony Bourdain. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't. Actually, the the Gordon Ramsay stuff was cool too. He was uh, in a competition in India trying to find the the. Way I've to seen wow. that one. Yeah, that's yeah, it's quite good. It was and the, then, the Great then, Escapes. Yeah. Then he went to in, then he went to the street market to like cook food for like a uh, cook breakfast for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I saw. Yeah, that it's one. a really good episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does not make it the way they like it. But or the way they would make it, but he makes it the way they like it. Yeah, it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. But the Haiti one is rough, man. Like he's he did a great, um, a great episode, and then he did a great breakdown afterwards when he talked about what happened because they end up trying to buy food for all the kids mm-hmm. in a market where they're making where this lady's making all this food. He buys a ton of food for it, and he ends up making a small riot breakout, and little kids are getting hit with sticks by bigger kids, and then like you know you got these people out there who are trying to like keep the peace, and they're roughing up the bigger kids, and it just becomes like this huge issue. So where he he's eating food and trying to like talk to a guy about how he's going to do his dish or make food or whatever, he ends up trying to do a nice thing or he tries to do a nice thing, ends up causing a problem. So then he did a breakdown on ABC News or something where he talked about that. And um, it's very much like when I watched the way he talked about how they go into new countries and the gear they use and the cameras they've got, and mm-hmm. no sound equipment. It's like, man, it's so similar to what we do when we go places and shoot mm-hmm. because like we're trying so hard not to have like a fancy camera. Yeah. It's why I, I'm a, I'm a small camera shooter. Yeah. I mean, I would never take like a, like <laughs> not that I can afford it right now. Anyway, you, like want, you wouldn't take a, you wouldn't take a, like a, like a, a red camera. Yeah. Like an RE Alexa or a red or something like, yeah. like a box yeah. with a lighting kit and a boom mic. Like we'd never do that anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, they're expensive, but at the same time I wouldn't do it anyway because it would seem like a shitty thing to do. When you go to a place that's full of people who can barely afford a phone. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. know, it would be a crappy thing to do. And I was like really impressed by hearing him talk about that's why they don't like the bigger stuff. Yeah, that's true. And the yeah. ninja way they shoot where he's like, yeah, usually our guys are shooting from the chest up, mm-hmm. looking down their uh, their flip screen mm-hmm. to make sure they're getting the right shot or whatever screen they have attached, like a, like their, their ninja on top, um, to get the shot rather than hold this gigantic camera on their shoulder because it's just so much more daunting when you walk up. And then when you hear that, and then you go back to the beginning of the episode and they talk about how people in Haiti, they've been getting their photos taken after the earthquakes and stuff. And there was this idea in their head that we're going to have these Westerners, these foreigners, these news people come here and tell our stories, and then nothing changed. Nothing changed. Like, all these people came down to tell your story, and it's, you know, Monday in January was not the same as Friday in December. Yeah. It was was exactly the same. same. Yeah. You know, like, you came here and you took all the photos you wanted. We smiled for you people. 
We expected to get something. Like, are you going to come and help us? You're rich Western, like, video makers, videographers, filmmakers, storytellers, whatever you are. Mm-hmm. And my, my life still sucks. Yep. So I was like, man, that, that whole, like, the, um, the awareness of a filmmaker to go in there and shoot like that. Mm-hmm. It's wild. Like, is there's so much that goes on? Like, so many layers. There's layers to this shit. Yeah. The uh, yeah. Because I remember, uh, uh, when I watched his uh, the one where he went to Spain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like those places. Yeah. We uh, we had to use we used that for reference when we went when we went. When to you Spain. went, oh, that's cool, man. Yeah, we went those to, are good episodes. Yeah, because when we went to the Catalonia district, we're like, yeah, he goes, we're like, yeah, he went there, so yeah, we should go here and yeah, yeah. Uh, and go eat this place, go eat at this place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we went to, uh, um, yeah, we it was a uh, yeah it was a, um, yeah it's it's I'm. I think the that kind of uh, his kind of show should never try to be emulated. You, I don't think anybody could do it. Yeah, because I think when people try to do it now, because he's so like it's so like it's such a thing that that is attached to his name. I think people are people when people try to do it, they'll be like, okay, this person's just trying to do whatever. I don't think there's anybody out there who could. Nobody could. Yeah, I mean, I think Gordon Gordon Ramsay is like I think he tried kind of. But he did it in his own way, which is like which I which is not bad, but like Well he he had that uh, the great escapes before Bourdain died, like years, decades yeah. before Bourdain died, mm-hmm. right? But it was nothing like um like no reservation. Like he wasn't doing anything that was like in the similar kind of like a like a there's a sincerity to Bourdain and like an earnestness to when he kind of goes to places and learns about people and you know, plays horseshoes in the street or he listens to a street singer in Portugal, mm-hmm. um, makes food the way a friend of a friend is making it and wherever he goes to. Like yeah. there's there's a different there's a different mentality there. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's, a, it's, a, it's. I think it's more like, for lack of a better term, it's more holistic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I see what you mean. Yeah, because he he wasn't like a. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, yeah. he wasn't like really. Uh, I think he's he's, uh, like his kitchen. Like he he, he worked in the dirt. Yeah. Was never like uh was never like high Michelin. Uh, he just wanted to go travel the world and just try food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More rock and roll than uh than classical music. Yeah. No. I'm, and turns out become it became classical music. Yeah. Like he was like at a, the end, like a yeah, rock star. At, at the end, it's an opera. Yeah, yeah it's an opera, right? Yeah. yeah whereas like Ramsey and the um, I don't know who else is really doing it at all right now. Well, obviously right now, but even nobody the, the food yeah. shows you watch. Even the like, food shows you watch. It's more like the food trucks and like uh, uh, going to different countries. But it's not like uh, um, that's something you would want to subscribe to. You just catch it on Netflix. Yeah. No. There's a Zen to Bourdain. Yeah. And there's just nobody has that anymore. Yeah. They're just showing you like, hey, this is food. We're gonna eat that thing. We're going to giggle about it and it's going to be great. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's good, but you're know, like, what are you, you're not really filling my soul. I know, exactly. And yeah, and it's all shot in 4K. It's, 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 it's it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel like, it's, it's kind of cool to see, but at the same time, it's like, it, it doesn't like, uh, it, it's not like something I'd follow for very long. Like, 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 I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. There's no like grit to the film. None. Like I was watching, um, there's a there's a moment in Great Escape. No one's getting wasted while they're eating and stuff like that. No, yeah, nobody's getting trashed or liquored up while they're having a meal. Yeah, it's very sanitary. Yeah. Um, in Great Escapes, Bo- uh, Ramsey's on a boat, mm-hmm. and they're going from point A to point B, and he's talking about the things he's seeing, and it looked like like Apocalypse Now, mm-hmm. like the sun's kind of setting behind him. Yeah. There's all these faces of these like uh like Burmese Indian looking people because mm-hmm. they're they're in way north like Nagaland. Yeah. So the people don't even look brown and they don't they don't look Indian and they don't look Asian. Mm-hmm. So the, you look at him like where where is he? Mm-hmm. If you didn't know, you wouldn't know. Yeah. And it felt like he's going he's going on the boat so he can get in the water and go meet Kurtz. Like it was weird, right? Yeah. But it didn't look 4K or clean. It was mm-hmm. very like gritty. Yeah. I just like I miss that look in, in film. I miss yeah. that look in in my shows. Green is always good, man. Green is good. Yeah, that's why I like watching old movies in in uh, in, in new format. That's why I only buy like if I have to buy movies, I yeah, only yeah. get like 
uh, movies that are old and they're remastered because they look the grain looks good. I like it because it like because the older movies are shot like on on film. Mm-hmm. There's just more detail, way more detail. There's like a a, a tangibility to them. There is. Yeah. Like when you look at them, you're like this this looks like something you could like rub your hand against a wall while you're walking. Yeah. And you're gonna feel all the differences and all the different bricks in the wall. Yeah. It's like it's like it's like rather than looking at a map. Yeah. It's like touching a globe. It's like you know because you can topographical feel, you, top, map. Yeah, topographical because you can feel. You, yeah, you feel like you can feel the background. Like you're caressing an avocado. Yeah, and like all those old those movies from the seventies are all shot in wide shot in widescreen. You can see so much. Seventy millimeter. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot no, of no like, no the movies that are shot in the seventies. It's shot in the seventies. Yeah, like yeah. I just like I love the I love I don't know, I love watching old movies. There's like a um, remember like back in the day when you'd watch um, Hawaii Five O. Or Magnum PI mm-hmm. on like a four by three, mm-hmm. like those older older TV shows. Yep, you always felt like you were getting so much more in the frame. And now when they show them boxed into like sixteen by nine, mm-hmm. they they feel like sixteen by nine. Oh yeah, you yep. know because there's so much there, they're able to actually like cut it into like a, a film, uh, like a a film ratio. Yeah, and it feels like you're watching it in the proper format. Yeah, but you could like add a top and a bottom of the screen. And there's so much more there. There's so much more there. Yeah, it's because like, they they really knew how to work in the space they had. That's true. Yeah, it's um yeah. So even in the '70s when they had like you know the different format, like obviously they were using like sixteen by nine or two by three, three, whatever whatever it was, mm-hmm. or whatever ratio they were using, and it, they were but they were telling you so much more in the frame than what you get sometimes now. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. That's um yeah. I, I don't know. This they're just uh yeah they're just more. Yeah, you, you look. You can look at the background because, like, now they just everything is focused on the person. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, uh, uh, when you watch those older movies, you can see the background is detailed. Um, they're just, uh, they're just, they're so well shot. And, well, that's why we. I mean, we're so in love with the way Nolan and uh, and like Sam Mendes and these guys make movies. Mm-hmm. They're making movies in a very traditional way. That's true. Yeah. Like even like when they get like Wally Feister, these guys making their movie or shooting their movies for him, they're shooting them in a very traditional way. Yeah. Like even if you look at the like even the. the even the last couple of Bond movies, like they mm-hmm. were there, just shot like they're they look they look so great, like just this, they're they're shot with so many lenses, yeah. But, and the scope of them, and the scope of them is crazy, yeah. So, like I know those you can't compare those movies to like you know lower budget movies, so they, but like yeah, those movies are made like you kind of can though, like you can get you can get around it and try, and then somebody can look at you and be like I see what you're trying to do there, yeah. You know, but, but yeah, but like those those Bond movies, like they just look um they just look amazing. Like, mm-hmm. They're they're so nice to look at. Like even it's like. Uh, I mean, it's like it's like getting looking at a like an old like a brand new like BMW. You don't want to buy one, but they're nice to look at. They're nice to look at. Yeah, like you don't want to own a BMW. You just want to like uh, they're good to lease, but you never <laughs> want to own one. The repairs would kill you. Yeah. Oh, let's see what we got here. That's news to anybody who wants to buy like a luxury vehicle. Don't ever buy them. Rent, uh, lease them. Because if it flies, floats, or drives, you lease. You lease. Yeah. Because yeah, um, live in it. In three in, it. in three years, they're, they're going to choose a new model, and you're going to be stuck with that old one. It's like your like your phones. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're gonna, I mean, these days everybody just just goes to the place they get their phone. Yeah. The uh, the mobility store. Mobility store. They just add the thirty bucks on top of their bill. Yeah. And they get Indeed. themselves a get themselves a phone. Nice cellular device. Indeed. They yeah. Uh, they get themselves a uh, a thing there. What do you got next? Um, <laughs> I had. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a job interview. Yeah, it's a good job. You look at your resume. I'm like, what, do you, what, what else? You else? Got? What does he got there? <laughs> uh, I I kind of think we hit almost everything. I was gonna talk about um, Marvel six one six a little bit. I saw Did that. You, what is that? 
So there, it's just like a documentary series about the history of Marvel. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Marvel six one six. It's on Disney Plus. Yeah, it's it's on there. Mm-hmm. They're they're that's like their designation for the the base Marvel universe. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I know. Um, what's his name? Kurt Busiek hates it. Mm-hmm. Kurt Busiek doesn't like the fact that it's six one six because that means that it was essentially lives in the same world as the DC universe. Mm-hmm. So he's like, no, we're, we're Marvel. Marvel one. Oh, we're Earth God. one. Okay, quick. Hyperion versus Superman. Who'd win? Superman. Hyperion is fake. Yeah. <laughs> Hyperion is fake. Superman. I think real Superman would find a way to, like, do the thing he did to Manchester Black and lobotomize him. Mm-hmm. Like, like closing one eye for a split second, yeah. shooting heat vision to his brain, stopping him from having his superpowers. Oh, you know what I read? I read, um, uh, I read House of X. All of it. Jeez, what I do there? You read all of House of X? Yeah. And? That, is, uh, that, that, that storyline is incredible. House of X is pretty well. It's unbelievable. Um, it's so well written. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, especially uh, especially issue four. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. Like I didn't know. Do you want to delve into spoiler territory here and go deep? Like, because uh, I don't think many of the people who listen really read comics. Okay, well, I don't know the um the okay, first of all, the X Men get obliterated. Yeah, it's not good for them. And uh, um, Wolverines and Nightcrawlers, uh, their, their final moments yeah. were just like. Yeah, they, they were so heartfelt. They were so sad, and because uh, Wolverine had to deal the killer blow to get the, to the head of Master Mold, and then uh, Wolverine's about like it's Wolverine's job to like uh, cut the final, um, basically the final thing that Master Mold's att- attached to in yeah. this huge frame that's powering him. And so before Master Mold goes online, Wolverine has to has to, uh, to essentially kill him. Kill him. Yeah. And so him and Nightcrawler have to Nightcrawler has to, has to um, get him in there. Get him in there. Teleport him there, and then. Uh, there's a before Wolverine does it, he says, uh, I wonder if what's waiting for me on the other side. Yeah. And then Nightcrawler's like, What are you talking about? Basically says he goes, Is there a place what happens <laughs> what happens to a guy like me? Yeah, you mean figuratively or do you mean like literally when I get you in there? Yeah, he's like, So what happens to someone like me when I when, yeah, when I, I get when I go when I go to get when, mine. When I get my when I go when I die. Because I've God knows, you know, because Wolverine's killed so many people, right? And then uh <laughs> Well he comes back from a skeleton too. Yeah, and then uh and then what does he say? Um he goes, uh um he goes. No matter what happens, he's like, I'll, when you get to wherever you're going, when you leave this earth, I'll be waiting for you. Wherever you go, I'll be waiting with you with open arms. I'll be waiting with you, radiant with open arms. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so we tell they teleport to the last part, which is, and then uh, Nightcrawler just burns, burns to death. Oh yeah, it's too much for him. Yeah, and then I'm, have you read it? Well, I've, I've, it's there. Yeah. So and, I mean, like, it's, uh, it's in the app right now. Yeah, and then uh, they show Wolverine and his, his flesh just being burnt right off him. Yeah. But he's, and then he cuts the, he cuts, he cuts away. But he ends up on Master Mold's head, and they're, they're going in towards the sun, and uh, you could see as it's every panel is just going this Master Mold going further and further away, going into the sun, mm-hmm. and you just see Wolverine, and he's just slashing away at Master Mold. Yeah. And, uh, and dies. It's like it's incredible how it's written. It's it's so well done. There are like very few really rad. I mean, like deeply loved, unbelievably rad X Men stories. Yeah, that that's one. Of, that is, is this is one of them. Yeah, it's it's incredible. And like and basically, Charles Xavier turns into like he turns into uh into uh, Magneto. It's pretty. Bad. I love it because like, he, he goes from the guy wearing a suit and everything, yeah. and he has that to like. That muscular skin skin thing with the with the X uh, the uh, cerebro thing, the cerebro thing on his helmet, and uh, and then they he tells uh, everyone on on planet Earth like he says like he, t- he talks to everybody on Earth through his uh, through his mind and he's like we 
we'll, pro- we'll provide you with like we have the cures for all your uh, illnesses, cancer, mm. everything. He goes, but there's a price to pay for that. We were gonna give give it to you for free, but yeah. instead, what did you guys do to us? You guys, you killed 16 million of our children. You you hunted us down like we're animals. And then he, sh- and he goes, you and no one from the basically saying that no one from the Avengers or any of you guys did anything to help us. Yeah, yeah. And so he said, we'll just have to. He goes, we'll give this. We're gonna give this to you, but it's for a price. He goes, you Krakoa is uh is gonna be our sovereign nation where yeah. all mutants are welcome. Any any child born a mutant is has free reign to come into here mm-hmm. without persecution, and we make our own laws. And he's like, this is not up for debate. And well, yeah, yeah. He becomes pretty militant by yeah. this point. And then uh. Well, then, how how far back did you go when you started reading House of uh, House of X? Did you go all the way to Avengers? Disassembled? No, no, I, you know, I I I didn't know. I read Disassembled, but that was a while ago. Because this so, is like this ends about fifteen years of storytelling. Yeah, pretty like much. House, yeah. Of, House of X goes all the way back to Disassembled. Yeah, that's right. When when Scarlet Witch does what she does. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then um, it goes from there all the way into um, House of M, mm-hmm. and then. I can't remember what the next big one was after that. Uh, was it uh, when Vulcan, when Vulcan shows up, and then and then Charles is to tell everybody like, "Hey, so there was another group of mutants before Giant Size X." Yeah, that's right. One. Yeah, yeah. I had a whole other team. Yeah, I yeah I I, I don't know what happened after that, but uh, and then it leads into it leads into um, not AVX because that's afterwards, right? Yeah, that's afterwards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what the timeline is, but uh, but there's a lot. There's a there's lot, a lot yeah. going on because I mean all that stuff that, that it, happened. It, yeah, because it actually references like all those things. Like see this, uh, it says like because I remember the guy who's the complex explained. He says you have to reference these these yeah. things, right? I think he even talks about like astonishing X Men. Yeah, I think in, so too. Yeah, uh, he, he goes back like a long way. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, he just uh, so Xavier says these things. He says these are not up. This is not up to yeah. uh, for discussion, and then. Uh, so they, all these mutants come by, and then all of a sudden Apocalypse shows up, and then there Wolverine and Magneto are ready to fight him, and then Apocalypse looks at them and he he says, "I'm not here to fight anybody." He's mm-hmm. like, "You have become what I always thought you would, what you should be." He goes, "You knew that you're superior to everybody." This else. Dominant species, yeah. In the planet, he says, man. He said, "I'm proud of you all." Yeah. And then so then he said, "I give up." All, he goes like, "Yeah, I'm here to become a a, a, a member of your society." And then so then Charles Xavier just reaches his hand out, and the comic book ends. He's just like. Welcome home. Yeah, it's it's, it's it's incredible. It's incredible, man. Yeah. It's really well done. And on top of that, it just like it after like after all this, it leads into this weird dynamic where like you don't even there are conversations that Wolverine has with the X Men where they're like, "Are you a bad guy now?" Yeah, like are we supposed to be worried that you're going to turn on us? Like, mm-hmm. what's going to happen here? And he's like, "I just do what's right, man." Yeah, I just do what's right. Like, there's some crazy shit that goes on. Yeah, afterwards. it's crazy. Uh, yeah, because remember because he because uh, Charles Xavier keeps having the same dream, and then Maureen McTaggart. Uh, uh, lets him know that she tells him like your dream is like it's 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 not, it's not true. a dream it's not true because every time you 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 think that this is gonna this is gonna uh, uh, the humans and the mutants are gonna be together yeah yeah it always ends in war and the, yeah, and the mutants bad. lose every single time the one thing I didn't like about that is that that's like he's been told that a few times mm-hmm. like I know they always talk about him being the uh, like the Martin Luther King type yeah and uh, and Magneto is the the Malcolm X yeah. What I don't like is like yeah, that's that exactly. That's true. Yeah, he's proven a few times that he's willing to go too far. Yeah, that's true. And I don't like how somebody always has to come back to him and be like, you know, like you can't just live in yeah, harmony. Yeah, that, that gets kind of tiring. I it gets see. a little bit tiring because yeah. like all of House of M was like that. Mm-hmm. And when the the No More Mutants thing, when they all kind of came back, he got militant there for a little bit because he disappears in the whole deal. He gets kind of like militant in that point. So uh, yeah, it's a little bit too much. They keep having to bring him back to the point where it's like, hey, you know, like. 
Yeah, like, you can't have peace yeah, and harmony. Yeah, because like it's, it's well, I guess it's one thing to like keep the story like uh, to keep it going. Yeah, but it's like you know, like you can't uh, um, unless you like do a retcon the entire thing and then like start start them off as a as a new character who's like. And well, uh, they're not doing that. Yeah, like House of X yeah. is in continuity. Exactly. Yeah, it's not like a like a what's it called Old Man Logan type thing. Yeah, so I don't know. I think, uh, um, yeah, it's it's just weird. I know. I think, uh, and then they they fast forward after like he has that dream and they show him all like with the uh, with. The, the headgear on and like with Magneto. Magneto has a silver suit on now, yeah. and he's like, and then they <laughs> there's a lot of ca- a lot of costume changes. Yeah, and then they're ready. Then they're ready to go to to go to war. And then she's like, uh, well, then uh, that lady, one lady, I can't remember who it was. Was it Emma Frost? I can't remember who it was. He's like, how's this going to be different from any other time? Then Xavier goes, because we're different. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're not. They're and they are for a few years now. Yeah. I think uh, after that, you've got two or three, or maybe like even up to now. Mm-hmm. There's still like a lot of a lot of like antagonism. Like they're, they're not the same characters they were. No, yeah. They're, they're definitely not the nice guy in nineties mutants where they're superheroes trying to save the world. No, they're, they're, pro- they're providing a safe haven for their people. Yeah. By any means necessary. Yeah. Yeah. It gets pretty dark. Yeah. They, uh, they, they, yeah. Him and Magneto are not screwing around. No, 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 no. Yeah. It's cool to see them on the same page. Yeah. I and, love it when those two are together. Yeah. And then that, that moment with apocalypse, like there's, there's, there's more to read about that, like especially in yeah. powers of X, but like there's, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's it, it's it looks pretty cool when, when Apocalypse comes up. He's like, "I'm proud of you guys." Like, this is what <laughs> because he's I mean, he he's the first them. mutant. Yeah, and he bows to them. He's like, he goes, "I'm willing to like I, I not surrender, but yeah. he's like, I goes, I abide by your laws." Yes. Yeah. But it, not just that, but he's he's the first mutant who they fought for so long. Yeah. And like they they had so many brutal brutal wars. The Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Hey man, we're all cool now." Yeah. This is this is exactly what I wanted. Yeah. Until Kang shows up and he's like, no, it's all going to go bad. Like, Goddamn Kang. In three years from now, you're going to hate each other again. Like, apparently, he's the new uh, Marvel baddie in, in I hope MCU. so. Yep. I, like, I like Kang. Kang as is a, is a bad guy is, he's layers, man. When you go back to Young Justice, or was it Young Justice? Young Avengers. Mm-hmm. And you read the way they kind of reintroduce Kang in Young, in Young Avengers, you're like, holy, holy crap. Yeah. There's a lot more going on in this guy. Yeah, because he's related to, he's a future relative of Reed Richards, right? Uh, he is like he's a distant. He's a distant. Uh, yeah, he's he's like a like a great 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 grandson. Yeah, of Reed. Yeah, I think I don't think it's that far either. I think it's more like a great great grandson, and then he lives non-linear. Non-non-linear. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So he's not even that far out. Mm-hmm. He just he starts time traveling really fast. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and he uses that. He, that that's his weapon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's all time travel. Mm-hmm. They might as well use him because yeah. the time time travel is everything in those those last Avengers movies. Yeah, well, maybe he's going to show fix, up. You, you could fix anything with time traveling. Maybe he's going to come back and try to fix the uh, the timeline. I hope but he comes back and breaks everything. Snap. <laughs> no, I, th- I think Kang likes things He likes the fixed. order, yeah. Like, he likes order. Yeah. So, I mean, if things he's like get Doom. out of whack. Yeah, like, he's like Doom. He, like, he, wants, he wants order. Yeah, he wants order. Yeah. He, doesn't want, uh, he doesn't want things to go crazy. Yeah. Let's see what else we got here. Oh, Mephisto is uh, apparently, like, a big deal now. In MCU? Yeah, and then and then right away he got he got put in his place. Mm-hmm. So that wasn't uh, that wasn't terrible. Let's see. <laughs> that wasn't too bad. <laughs> wasn't too bad. Um, not, not, not bad for Mr. I think we hit everything. I think we I think we just went through all of. Oh, okay. Let's end on some fun stuff. All right. Let's end on on uh, wacky fun crap that happens when you put stupid people in positions where they can like you know control society. Okay. That's how you get people uh, probably getting convinced that glory holes are a good idea and mm-hmm. talking about it on the news, mm-hmm. where it's like, hey, uh, Health Canada says you know have sex through a hole in the wall yeah. because you know. That's not, that's not dinner time news, but it was on the news. That was on the news. Yeah, glory holes on. It was on global. It made national news. Glory holes. What was, like, was this? Yeah, it was all over the place. 
glory holes like a normal. Like recently or? Yeah, like probably about a month and a half ago. Maybe more than that. Let's say over the summer. Over the summer, glory holes. Like if you go to like global news or read like actual news sources. I'll look at it later. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. act, I'll, I'll show you links. I've got it all saved on that thing. Mm-hmm. Glory holes was like newsworthy stuff. Have sex, have sex through a hole in the wall. Now, the only reason that happens is because somebody is like, how do we make measures safer for people during coronavirus? And some guy out there who's probably, you know, like just, just waiting to play a prank on his yeah. stupid coworkers yeah. in government is like, well, you know what we should do is tell Health Canada that the safest way to have sex with somebody is not look at them. Like, you know, he's already, like, the ball's rolling. He's not, he's not talking about, like, you know, from behind. He's talking about how do I sneak glory holes into Health Canada? How do I make Health Canada say having sex through a hole in the wall is totally cool? So he sneaks that in, or he or she, whoever, and then Health Canada, among their guidelines of, of staying safe during coronavirus, talks about, hey, you know, it's, uh, apparently this is a way to do it. So I think it's BC. BC or Ontario is like, glory holes are cool. Try those. Mind-boggling. And then last week or a couple of weeks, less than a couple of weeks ago, probably about a week or so ago, James Corden, you hear about the Toronto GTA sign about wearing masks on the mass transit? Mm-hmm. Have you seen the sign? I've seen the sign, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I am what you're talking about. It's a dick in the ear? Yeah. It's a sign that's a profile of a dude, and he's wearing a mask, and he's got a nice, like, you know, like a, a business office man haircut, and he's got a mask on, and he's in shape. But the mask leading towards the ear, the strings, mm-hmm. make his ear make and his ear. string look like a cock going yeah. to his ear. And it looks ridiculous. Mm-hmm. How does that get by if not for somebody who drew that? I'm like, oh, freaking show them. Yeah. Not pay me, pay me scale. A-holes. I asked for 50000 <laughs> So he yeah. draws a dick in the ear. Mm-hmm. That, that's how that shit gets by. That's it. Yeah. So we have to that's think called about a, that's that. Called, that's called a 72, by the way. A 72? A yeah. dick in the ear? Yeah. It's number 72 on the yeah, list. Yeah, 69 of... is the reverse position. Dick in the, uh, a, a dick in the ear is a, is a 72. Is it because is it of the shapes? Uh, I don't know. We, that, we came up with that in high school. Oh, yeah. I thought, I thought it was like an it was, it was our thing. We're like, yeah, because okay. I, I was one of my friends. He had a really big ears. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, man, I, want, I want to be a chick. I'm like, I can't, I can't wait to... to he wants to meet. He had a crush on this girl in 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 high school. I'm like, uh, and he wanted to put his dick in her ear. Yeah, so like, why don't you give her a 72? And he's like, why? Because he had big ears. I'm like, oh, I'm like, God, oh, just, just and she had she had big ears as well. I'm like, just give her a 72. Like, what is that? I, was, like, I don't think it's a 72. I think that's a seldom. <laughs> She's like, ah, oh, I can't, I can't yeah, anymore. I, th- I think you're. Uh, yeah, no, that's not that's not a quirky number that you give somebody. That's a violent act of like ear. I know. I, I, I think I mentioned it once, and they, they, everyone around me was. They, I think was Neil there too. I'm not sure. Probably. I'm not sure. Like, yeah, because we, we just uh, yeah burst out. We're just like just give him a 72. <laughs> well, 72 or no, I, I think that's a marker about how like the people who are in power of giving us information. Yeah. Or like like allocating information to us. Mm-hmm. They're pretty gullible. Yeah. All yeah. along, mm-hmm. there's, there's pretty gullible people. No, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of a lot retar- of dummies out there's there. There's a lot of dummies working in working government. I just I like working, the idea working, that because working government is is the is a sl- is the slack job. It is a slack. It's job. a slack job. Yeah, because you don't have to like. There's no. There's very little liability. Yeah, you you're gonna get your pension. Yeah, because you, you have to work in private sector. You just uh, you get lazy. You sit around. You yeah, you're right. It's not private sector, so there are no real stakes. You might think there are, but they're not. There's none. Instead, you. Uh, you got a dick in your ear. You got a 72. Yeah, next you know, you got a dick in your ear. <laughs> and uh, to close off, I saw two white ladies get into a fight in the Sobeys yesterday. What happened? Um, one Karens? was t- two, two Karens. Karens. Oh, yes. Yeah, there are two middle-aged white ladies, One, both wearing masks. Yeah. So, you know, you, she couldn't yell. The one couldn't yell the other for not wearing a mask, but she touched too many grapes. And the other lady yelled at lady, grape lady, 
Uh, are you going to buy those? Are you going to buy all those grapes? I, I, I respect that lady. No, I, I don't like the produce touching anyway. Yeah. But it was just neat to see. At first, I thought she was yelling at me because I was the only other person in the line or in mm-hmm. the aisle. Yeah. And there's almost nobody there. And I was buying bananas. Mm-hmm. So I was about to turn and be like, fuck, yes, I am. <laughs> Who are you yelling at? Because, uh, you know, it's happened a few yeah. times where somebody's kind of turned around and said something. Yeah. Um, I'm, but glad, no. I'm glad she said something. Uh, she she yelled at her in the Sobies yeah. for touching too many grapes. Good. It was pretty funny, though. That's awesome. It was a straight up freak out. And the one lady ignored her, which only made the yeller angrier. More angry. Yeah. It made her angrier for not acknowledging that she was mm-hmm. mad that she was touching too many grapes. I'm, I'm totally with that lady. I, I would have jumped in. I, no, All I, she had I to do was take, it was take me in. I yeah. watched and I internally laughed and laughed. I love that. I love that shit. I like watching um, middle-aged violence when it's not physical yeah it when it's just like physical, shaming yeah because yeah, yeah. i've been i've been like i've gone to that stuff when I, at the grocery store but like i just love watching it it's, i, I love it's watching it i don't want to be a part of it but i do enjoy watching people lose i've been, only been a, yeah i've only been a part of it once but yeah. like i love watching. oh you've it. been a part of it more than once no just once no 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 at the grocery store only in, once in general in public in public You've oh yeah more, been than once, of, yeah more than once for yeah. sure but like in the but in the grocery store only once yeah yeah but that but if you were in my position you would have done the same thing you you mean if I was the oh when I was in the position of you yeah well, that, you, that's the Sobe uh, superstore thing that happened yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you would done the same thing oh like, I have done the same thing. yeah but yeah but this this was like, but I would be like that's but that's disgusting that's like I because you know what that is that's just a waste of food you mean touching all the grapes yeah like that, if you're gonna touch them like you can look at grapes and be like you know what I'm gonna get these I'm gonna get these or at least like uh, use a bag if you have to inspect them use a bag and use that to put pick it up. over your hand and yeah and then, and then like and pick them up like okay you know what these are good I want to take these I'm I'm not uh, a food toucher or a food sampler yeah if, if you're gonna touch it I'm saying. yeah I'm not yeah. A, I'm not a food toucher or a food sampler um I I it's not something I would do mm-hmm. but I'm also a food washer when it comes home and not this is not like a COVID oh yeah thing. for sure like yeah. grapes and fruits in general have to wash that shit you gotta wash them because people people do that yeah. So for me, the funny part was like, does this lady, does the yelling lady, just not? Does she like to just pick the food up when she buys it and eat it? Because I know people who do that too. Mm-hmm. I know people who just buy strawberries and come home and break out the whipped cream and start eating them. I'm like, well, that's gross. Because I mean, yeah, what is this Wimbledon? <laughs> what is this Wimbledon? <laughs> Jesus, what are you? What are you watching tennis in the yeah, Exactly. No, but I, for I, me, I've, I've just, done that before. I've watched. I actually watched Wimbledon eating strawberries and cream. No, but you didn't do it like you washed the strawberries. Before you ate oh, them. Oh, yeah, you have to. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's disgusting. That's, that's what I mean. Yeah. So, like, I mean, the the lady yelling, does she not wash her food or her fruit when she brings it? Like, why was she so mad? But the thing is, like, you're, because the thing is, like, if you're touching something, especially because the thing is, like, eating bananas is different because you don't eat the peel, right? Exactly. But if you're, but but the grapes are like, whatever you touch, yeah. that, that's the surface of something you eat. Yeah, but you're going to wash it. You're still gonna wash it. Yeah, but I guess like her standards are very high. Of, like, I mean, I still eat an apple, but I wash the apple first. Yeah, but the apples are coated in wax. But it's not like that. I mean, you're gonna wash it, but and like that wax is. But thing is, like the, the still gonna get gra- touched. Grapes are like they're more like they're, they're. In fact, I'll go one up on you. The wax in the apple will hold more bacteria than the grapes will because there's nothing on the grape. But it's gonna wash all. But that. that's the thing. But that's the whole point. Is like the, is the is the grape has nothing on it to protect it. So, so. when you wash it. But the that, wax is less likely. Is more likely to hold gunk. Yeah, on I, I, I totally see your the point. The grape is less likely. I, to I, I totally see your point. Yeah. The fact of just touching fruit—that's that 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 you. That is gross. Eat, which that, I agree with. Yeah, you. that's that's the point. Yeah, yeah. that that is gross. Like yeah. When you're touching random pieces, that's, yeah. that's totally gross. That's disgusting. Because you can because you can pick a you can pick the grape and eat it, right? But you like, could. but it's gonna be living on that thing, and like, which is something which is a something you can just pick and eat. You're right. Yeah. And it is more gross in the era of COVID. 
Yeah. Obviously. Right now, it's totally, yeah. totally agree with that. Hundred percent agree with yeah. that. But I, but I, I, but I see your point. Like, you but I'm just wondering why this lady is so mad. Like, she was so mad. I, I see your point. You know why? Because <laughs> I'm like that too. Yeah. I, 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 I was seeing your point. To me, I'm just like, hey, I'm just gonna go to the back of the grape aisle or grape grape display and pick the ones that haven't been touched. Mm-hmm. I take those needles. Yeah, you take those ones. Yeah. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna. Oh, yeah. I just buy ones that are begged. Well, these were bagged, but I yeah. think she was moving the, the one... Oh, really? Like a chunk of grapes from one bag to another bag. She wanted more grapes. So she reached into one bag. Mm-hmm. I, this is what it looked like to oh, me. Oh, okay, And she yeah. took more grapes because she was going to... I mean, they're sold by weight, right? Yeah. So she's going to pay for them. She's going to pay for them. But that's she just fine. wanted yeah. more grapes. But she opened up the bags to see which ones were healthier. That's that's bad. And then she... How is it bad? I don't I don't think it's bad. She wanted more... She wanted healthy grapes. She doesn't want, like, run-down gross grapes. She wants nice plump grapes. So then, but that means another person has to fill that bag, fill take that bag, and then so that's basically because then no one's gonna take that and a half empty bag of like grapes and fill it with an, with with another half empty bag or Maybe another full like bag. It? Yeah, I would. If I saw a bag of grapes, yeah, that but, healthy. but yeah, but but you are. But the thing is, like, you don't represent the the the, the majority of the population who would do that. More people should be like that because you. But uh, sadly, you're 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 in the. Uh, I'm in the minority. minority. Yeah. Is it because I'm in the sensible minority? Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, man. I'll take that. A lot of people in grocery stores will just... I'll give you that win. I used to work at a grocery store, man. <laughs> I will I will yeah. give you that win. <laughs> <laughs> I will I'll, I will take the compliment and yeah. hand you the win. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, people are very... But but to your point is that people are, are just... Like, I understand it's COVID season right now. So, yeah. like, I understand, like, people are just... Like, they don't want to, like, spread disease and, like, more people touching that stuff. Mm-hmm. But, uh... Um, yeah, like you. Bottom line is, if if you took those th- those hand touched grapes, let's say yeah. let's say she touched some of them that she put back in the bag, right? And then she, let's say some you came in and like uh, you saw that hand touched bag. I'm like, oh, these the ones in this half bag are still good. Are still good. Yeah, but I'm gonna take some of that are like I'm, I'm gonna fill this bag. Or, I'm gonna fill this. Or bag. maybe I just want this half bag. Whatever. Whatever. It is, right? it is. Okay, so let's see. But say that like you took realistically, if you took that home and you washed your grapes, and you ate them, you'd be fine. You're going to be fine. But that's not the society, the society we live in. No, we're, we're in the, the, yeah, the um, crybaby, yelly, bitch we, about everything. Yeah, so we're in a throwaway society, basically, yeah. right? So I see your point. Like, But a lot of people are like, I don't want my grapes touched by anybody but me. So, And that's what was happening. Yeah. Z-snap. Yeah. You uh, you really, like, that was a, that was a good loud one. Yeah. That's a, that's a <laughs> skill in your snap. I just thought it was a funny story mm-hmm. about two people getting into <laughs> That's my Oprah line. And um, the Candyman trailer. Have you seen that yet? Yes, I did. I am. Uh, that was part of the Urban Legends thing we were talking about earlier. Yeah. But I am jazzed yeah. about a sequel to Candyman, like a legitimate sequel to Candyman. Yeah, I, know, I was going to send it to Danny, but he uh, he'd probably got too scared. <laughs> was he a little bit terrified of the Candyman? No, yeah, I think he was. Or No, oh, no, sorry, no, sorry, sorry. Not, not Candyman. Doc, that's, that's that was Dr. Giggles. I think you said it three times. Dr. Giggles. Uh, but, but not of who? Dr. Giggles. But the other one we're talking about? Candyman. Yeah, that's four. Yeah. Are you going to say it again? Because you know, like we're we're by reflective. Dr. Surfaces. Giggles. No, the other one. Candyman. Oh Candyman. my god! <laughs> I think we did it five times. Yeah. Oh, we're in so much trouble. Out, I have to cancel that out with Beetlejuice. <laughs> you got you got Beetles. You got to cancel out Candyman by saying Beetlejuice yeah, five times. Beetlejuice, yeah, yeah, you, Three times. You, you, yeah, you two guys can. Uh, you guys can hash it out. <laughs> you both basically work for me. Yeah. I wish you both in existence. Yeah. And I want you to fight. Wasn't the uh, the mentally challenged guy from LA Law? Yeah. Like Dr. Giggles. Yeah. Or he was from uh, what's it called too. Darkman. Yeah, he was from Darkman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What's, what's the name of that? He had a great name in that one. I don't know. He looks like the older version of like, uh, 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 who's that guy's um, that guy's son? The child molester from uh, from, oh, from, from Spawn Part oh. 1? Um, Billy? For the, uh, 
the guy who drove the ice cream truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of looks like him with with uh, kind of. Was it Billy Kincaid? Billy Kincaid. Yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Billy yeah. Kincaid. Spawn kills him with uh, like uh, popsicles. Yeah, he did Just, not die well. <laughs> Spawn killed him by jamming a bunch of popsicles. In. Yeah, and he dies bad. Yeah, Spawn movies. Yeah, because but that I'm glad that you put that guy in a hurry because he kind of looks freaky. Like he kind of looks like that little. If he squished his face, he looks like a he looks freaky. The Spawn guy? No, or, the uh, guy who played Doctor the guy who played Doctor Eagles. Guy. Yeah, he's a weird looking dude. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's Lenny on Ellie Law. He's a yeah. weird looking guy. But he's played such a nice, uh, he nice kinda, guy yeah. with the the challenged. Yeah, he uh, he's he, he, he was such a sweet kid. Yeah, but he, he also he, you know the guy who looks like his son is mm. um, Lewis Lit from Suits. I don't watch Suits. Suits he looks exactly that guy looks like same thing. He's like squishy face and it's like okay, yeah. is that the guy who looks like he he could be some sort of a barnyard animal? He's got gigantic front teeth. Yeah, balding kind of a, like a, like shaved head. Yeah. Yes. Okay, I do know who that is. Yeah. Oh, Billy right. Kincaid, also, little bastard Billy. Billy Kincaid. Yeah. Um, that's it, pal. We ran through a lot of random stuff today. Yeah, today was a today was a nerded out episode. It was, was kind of nerdy. Yeah. So I do I do understand that we probably lost a lot of people. Well, halfway through. Don't worry, I'm gonna I'm gonna come with uh, simulation notes next week. You can you can or you can. I'm going to. I think either way, we had a pretty right, good show. Today. Right now, I think you're trying to stop me. That's the vibe I'm getting. I'm terrified talking about simulation theory, and I'd like you to stop because I just want to blue pill my way back into the real world, or the fake world, eating steak. Ah. Chomping away. And I was going to say something. People who eat their steak, uh, well done. Oh. Okay, you people are animals. Was this all, okay? was this something that happened somewhere? Hey. Did you did you eat steak with somebody who ate it well done? Well, I'm saying like I'm saying the people who eat like that that's you're not eating it properly. Okay. Don't be afraid of that red that red solution that comes out of the meat. That's not blood. Okay. So don't be afraid of that. Medium stuff. rare. Eat it mid rare. You'll love it. You just call it mid rare. Mid rare. You heathen. Actually, That's I should call you a heathen because medium—it's it's not medium rare. You don't go, you don't go mid rare. You don't mid -rare. go medium rare. No, it's it's, it's so. What do you call it? you got rare medium? No, I call it mid rare. Who calls it mid rare? Mid rare. Nobody calls it mid rare. M middle rare. Medium rare. You can't. You don't say mid rare. You say mid rare. D but you don't say mid rare. You say medium rare. But every time I order, I say I say, "Can I have it mid rare?" And they're like, "They know exactly what I'm talking about." Well, they're probably humoring you because you're saying it wrong. You think there's something wrong with you. Yeah, that's why it tastes like spit. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Music's been playing for a while. Well, peace out.